0: Blog Talk Radio. Okay.
1: Two seven three. Peace. Yeah. Peace, 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 bro. Make sure that the train is done uh, right now. Okay then. What's going on with you? Nothing. I'm still. Um. I'm actually in transit. Okay. All right then. Or uh, how far away would would you say you are from where you, uh, your destination? What is your ETA? About ten minutes. Okay, that's what's up. All right, can you talk, or do you want to put your phone on mute? Um, yeah, I could talk. You know, I I don't want a background noise to filter in. I'm still getting calls from last Tuesday's show. <laughs>
2: indeed, indeed, indeed. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm for
0: the most part I'm good to go. You know what I'm saying?
1: Okay I'll Just good with you That's What's it. good with me Alright I mean You sound good I don't hear no no A lot of background noise You know what I'm saying I don't hear no distractions yeah. So You know You good money If I do hear something I will tell you Or, uh, You know If it gets real bad i just have to put you on mute No disrespect Yeah, yeah. But um no, Boy oh boy oh boy You know How yeah, things man. change In a few days man this, this is an interesting world That we live in you know, that's why we so look, always... That's an understatement, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's why we, we... We always talk to the family and and, and and salute them, try to leave them with some energy, some love and light at the end of every show because you never know what three or four days, you know, what could happen in three or four days in this world, especially in these days and times of the quickening, you know? So many things happen in so short amount of time. So, right. first and foremost, before we even begin, I want to say love and light to the family USP. of our young brother, young lion, young Malcolm X, okay? Um, I want to send love and light to his spirit and to his soul. I want to send love and light to Lena Horn. No, I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure about this. Let me let me make it double check. But yeah, you know. So um, you want to talk about that real, real real quickly? You know what I mean? You want to just give the family a rundown, or do you want to wait till you get home? I I'm gonna get, I'm to get off. I'm gonna get off. You know, my mode of transportation, just so I can speak about this. I don't want to, uh, you know, let it linger any longer. I want to do the brother
0: his just service.
1: You know what I'm saying? Because he's waited long enough.
0: Indeed, indeed. And
1: and and, you know, for the family, I um, I personally knew the brother. You know what I'm saying? We call him Brother Shabazz. I was Mm -hmm. in a situation that transpired a few years ago, uh, and I ended up, I was kidnapped, you know what I'm saying, by the... um, Kidnapped by by, by them boys. By the municipalities, yeah, I was kidnapped, you know what I'm saying, and they said that I had something pending out in Westchester from many years ago. So they sent me there to Westchester, to Valhalla in particular. And the day that I got um, kidnapped, it was February 21st. Now, normally I treat that like a holiday. Okay. Of course, that's the day in commemoration of the passing of our noble elder, Malcolm X. Yes. Okay. Malika Spass. So I don't, I don't. Sometimes I don't even come outside on that day, you know what I'm saying? I just keep it as a, a very solemn meditation, and I do something to honor his spirit. This particular day, I was somewhere where I probably shouldn't have been. Like I said, I got kidnapped, all right? Everything happens for a reason. I'm not a victim, so I don't identify myself with it you know, that particular paradigm. Again, everything happens for a reason. It was on February 21st. I ended up in Valhalla in bed number 16. Okay? Yeah. So I'm in this place. I got all this extra time on my hand. I was like, you know what? Let me start writing this book of poetry that I had in me. A few days prior to that, I went to a concert with most deaf. He was at BAM, all right, Brooklyn Academy of Music. And he was being backed up by a band called Hypnotic Brass Ensemble. You know what I'm saying? Personal friends of ours from Chicago. You know? They brought the horns out and I finally saw how poetry could be laid to live instrumentation, particularly live instruments, you know, the the actors as, as um as hip hop music. So yeah. I was excited. I had the time on my hands, so I started writing what will become known as the blue pill, right? It started out as a book called The Blue Pill, right? Family, I'm a little dyslexic. I thought the blue pill was the red pill,
0: so that's why
1: I named it The Blue Pill. But nonetheless, like I said, everything happens for a reason, okay? So The Blue Pill, I started writing that. I was in a rally house. Like, it was all blood in there. Right, but I had been through the Rikers Island era of bloods and everything, so I know the difference. These niggas was just rabble rousers; they was just making a lot of noise. You feel me? And we was in Westchester, goddammit. So I'm not bound to respect that. You know, no disrespect to (laughs) my Westchestians. Westchestians. Yeah, but you know. So it was a lot of fun going on in in that particular unit, and just dudes was just being loud for no reason. And it was one dude that was the loudest dude in the unit, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just looking at this dude and I'm like, he's definitely not built like that to be making that much noise. So I kept it moving, and I was politicking, you know, with, with the people around me that I could vibrate to, and they was listening to the poetry. And they was blown away. They was telling me to pursue that and this, that, and the other. So we building one day. And one of the brothers is getting off his chest about what he don't like. You know, like, that's the shit that I don't like. So he's like, and this nigga in particular right here. And he's signaling my man out. And I was like, what's going on with him? He's like, he ain't got no business on this gangbang shit, like you know who his grandfather is? And I was like, I don't, and like that very second, everything clicked, the whole meaning and purpose for being there. I was like, hold on, Shabazz, Westchester. I remember the the Betty Shabazz incident. Then I I, I looked at the face and everything, and I was like, oh, this is saying so. And he was Mm -hmm. like, Yeah, that's Malcolm X grandson right there, acting a fool, you know what I'm saying, on his blood shit. So I let like a day pass and I waited till all of his homies was gone, you know what I'm saying, because I know how that get. And I pulled him aside. And that conversation culminated into a two hour like revival session. You feel me? where I was almost with goosebumps shaking trying to explain to this brother the purpose and the shoulders that he stands on. And I was explaining to him the irony that he would be affiliated with a street organization that was created in in, in the ashes and the flames of what happened to his grandfather. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, brother, you are a leader. You're not a follower. You're bigger than this. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I'm like, rise up out of this shit here. So I had a chance to explain to him certain things that I had known in regards to the information. I introduced him to more science at that time. I told him about the conscious community. You know what I'm saying? That there was people out there his age that was on the information and moving on the vibration. You know, and he had expressed to me that he just knew of no outlets prior to this. You know what I'm saying? The only people that would embrace him was street organizations. They welcomed him with open arms and brought him in and gave him that sense of belonging. They gave him a title. So he felt, you know what I'm saying, that he was not only accepted but in a position of power. And he told me that his life had been one in which he hadn't had that feeling because he wasn't used to the family nurturing aspect of things. You know what I'm saying? His mother, who was four years old, was front row. She witnessed her father get assassinated, shotgun blast to the chest. She was never the same. The family was never the same. So he was raised in an environment where he was sheltered. He was sheltered. She told him Malcolm X was his father, okay, when his father, I believe, was a French-Algerian or something to that particular nature. All right So he didn't he didn't have that particular structure He was always moving His mother was uh, dealing with substance abuse problems From what I understand So it was a very unstable home He was venturing off Doing things on his own You know, he had fell into a realm Where, you know, he started getting in trouble Just all kind of things was transpiring And where he didn't have Hold on He didn't have that background information that we had. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We heard Malcolm's story to get fortified. Even if you spent any time in a can and you you read Malcolm's story, you straightened up. That shit was inspiring. You know what I'm saying? Like you left the child shit alone when you was introduced to this man's legacy and his story. You know what I'm saying? You lived your life through it. Ironically enough, in ninety two you know, the movie came out, everybody was wearing the hats, the jackets. You know, you had X on, 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 on the cups and shit like that. And this is the problem with idol worship. You feel me? People get into that whole aspect of, I'm going to idolize this man and his story, but he has living progeny that needs your help. And people would turn their nose at him. Mm-hmm. They told him about all the people, the black elites and people from Hollywood and everything. You know, they would holler at him and promise him, empty promises. I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to do that. I'm going to make this right. I'm going to make that right. Nobody ever following through. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Nobody ever being a man or a woman of their word. He was just utilized as a prop. So he also explained to me that throughout the duration of his life, as soon as he was able to become cognizant of what surveillance was and, you know, the fact that somebody's following you and you don't feel right about certain things, he said he was always under surveillance. He said that he would be in his apartment, which is like fifteen or sixteen floors up, all right? But she was living in the projects on um the joints is like right near 59th street. Okay. I think Addie Mola got family over there. He'd be over there and he said there's other times, like one day he'll be in the projects, next day he'd be on and a high rise on Fifth Avenue, you know, he moves through different worlds. He had different experiences depending on which family member he was bouncing from or bouncing to or what circle he was in. But he said that he would be getting phone calls from people, you know, with weird accents and stuff, and they would be telling him what he's doing in that very moment, what he got on, where he's at, what he's doing, like on some Truman Show type shit. And he was like, you know, people wasn't only just surveilling him, they were making it known that, look, we know who you are. We know where you're at. We know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? You're not hard to get to. So, But he didn't have the context of which to put that in, he said, until he got up north, until he was sentenced to what he said was he was framed for the the murder of his, uh, his grandmother. He said he didn't do that. And this is what he told me. You know what I'm saying? This is what he looked me in my eye. This is what he told me. He said that was in his work, okay? And he said there's a whole situation surrounded that. He didn't get into details, and I wasn't crying. But he said when he went up north and the old timers got a hold of him, he said that was the first and only time at that point that he was exposed to the depth and the gravity of who his grandfather was and the contributions that he made, which indirectly would make him the victim that it did. So he explained he had a very rough time up north dealing with them police. And anybody that's been up north, they know. They know the nature of them clansmen up north, and ain't nothing pretty. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, he 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 had a very rough time dealing with the harassment at the hands of, of you know these policy enforcers. They were behind the bars and the ones that weren't you know every little town that he would move to he would get harassed he would get you know brought up on charges for for ridiculousness. He was in there when I was there for a violation uh a probation violation. he showed up a few minutes late on his first report his first visit and got violated.
3: Mm. you know
1: what I'm saying so brother had a rough life, you know he was on psychotropic drugs as well they put him on medication. You know what I'm saying? So he was always looking. He was always looking to belong. He was always looking for a home. You know what I'm saying? He was always looking for that level of acceptance. He was a brother that was just wandering, kind of lost in this world. What I had noticed is that after that conversation, and I had left, and I told him I was going to stay in contact and what have you, but I had wrote his information on the back of the, the original copy that I had for the book that I called A Blue Pill, of which, I don't have it in my possession. Most Death has it, so I used to always tell Most Death, I'm like, yo, you need to get that homie. You know what I'm saying? Because I told him that I would make that particular connection. And um, I can't remember if I, if he told me that he had contacted him or something of that nature, because he had the phone number. It was in the book. I had noticed. Observing his maturity in the press when he came home, he started doing yeah. a lot of press. Giant Magazine was the first interview that I saw where he started now personifying his grandfather. He started speaking, you know, talking, talking, walking that walk. He 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 got um he politicized himself, he got involved. With particular movements, I didn't see the flags anymore. You know what I'm saying? I don't know whether he was moving on that frequency of vibration, but what I knew about him and what was told to me about him at that point was he was politicizing, you know, his life. He was he was involving himself with movements, even down to the the purpose why he may have been in Mexico. I read on his blog that he said a friend of his was a um, a labor organizer out here in California, okay? He was making moves to get the black and the brown thing together because it's a serious division out here dealing with that. And his brother was on the front line getting people's jobs, people come home from, um, you know, from jail, integrating them into the workforce and showing them the tricks of the trade, same thing that you was talking about in terms of construction, you know what I'm saying? And they deported that brother, and that left a void, and what it was they was putting together, so I don't know if he was down there dealing with that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why he was in Mexico, you know, when he met his demise. There but was... him, like Lauren Hill, you know, they released these letters where they were very clear in informing the family, look, we're under attack. We might need some help. This thing is going yes. on. It's outside of our control. You know, he was very vocal. Because the, the 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 world he he was brought to the world's attention when he said that he was missing because he was supposed to take a trip to Iran to attend a film festival and instead he said he was apprehended again he was kidnapped by the policy enforcers and he was being harassed and everything you know I'm not gonna sit here and start pointing fingers and be like yo nobody came to his help and y'all let him die I'm not gonna do that you know. I would just take this opportunity, again, to explain to people about giving people flowers when they are dead, okay? Especially people that have been signal out for a particular level of dislike by your enemy because they know what time it is. You know what I'm saying? Just what I'm saying. moving on. away from people because they start turning shit up. When this is what you wanted from the from the gide up. But when exactly. people turn shit up, then people start running away. Exactly. And I said this Malcolm X grandson, his kin, right? The seed, the black messiah, the one that they feared the most, had more potential that anybody that's coming out of the conscious community Overseas And in all kind of political communities Why? Because he was the kinfolk of Malcolm Lake Okay They don't know people with fancy comedic names They they can't relate to You know Pata Hermes to Hootie Rock Not making no shots of nobody I'm just saying You may be big on your block but they don't know you overseas. Your name is not ringing like that. Somebody, such as Malcolm X. grandson, had the potential to open up doors for each and every single lecturer who is striving to get a world to stand on the world stage and get their message across. Because of who he was, they would sit down. He 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 had the he had the power to sit down with people with the with the with the with. with People from across the world. That's why he was able to sit down in politics with Iranians, go in other countries and whatnot, and hold court because of who he was. This is about lineage, family. To uh, you know, we sometimes forget these things. This is about bloodline. This is about lineage. Your name carries weight. Okay. This was your. This this brother had a lot of potential. We do not. We can't fathom at this point what we lost yesterday in Tijuana, Mexico. The story that came out that they claimed is that there was a dispute over the bill and there was a fight or whatever, uh, 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 um, you know, a fight that ensued and the brother got beat to death and then thrown off of the roof to his, to his untimely demise. Then, of course, there's a whole bunch of conspiracy going on because we know how they play, especially outside of the borders of the United States of America when it comes to them boys with that black ox. They'll knock you off and say anything happened. Okay? But then we also have to remember that there's an issue that's going on with melanated people amongst the Mexicans. And you're in L.A., so you can attest what's going on. People in other places where crime, you know, where, where, where uh, there's it's, been attacks. It's, it's real. It's real. It just definitely gets turned up out here. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that it, it is It's uh, It's a. Lo- it's not a lost cause. You know, I probably think with them all the time. It's a different approach and a different conversation. And I, I don't want to say that one person is doing something right and the other is doing something wrong. We just collectively, you know, Gotta gotta get in one room and there's things that need to be worked on, definitely, because that whole aspect of what Claude Anderson talks about, how they played one quote unquote minority against the other. You know what I'm saying? And, And and you know, one minority is getting closer to the quote unquote majority, and I'm just using these terms as uh, you know, terms that the family can identify with. You know what I'm saying? But the Mexicans cater to the white boy's hard body, and the Negro is a fourth-class citizen out here, third to the Mexican and the Asian. So, you know, the, like, it's crazy in regards to the work market, the workforce and what have you, how, you know, they have just totally, totally annexed out the melanated man from any viable source of income, like you really got to take it out here. So it's 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 a lot of hostilities, man. It's a lot of hostilities, mm-hmm. and we we'll have. And um, of course, this brother was the only KTL guest to never show up. Like we have a, you know. We we have a a, a solid track record of all of our guests have always showed. We his brother was supposed to be on the program.
2: So
1: what's that name percent uh, Last year, 2012, February 21st, to commemorate, um, you know the the passing of his grandfather, and he was in communication with us all the way up until, like during the show, like all the way up until like 9:30, 9:40, he had just got off the plane. And he was going to be reunited with his mother, I believe, in Texas somewhere. And they have a very storied relationship where she requires a lot of his attention because, like I said, family, she's somewhat uh, a little bit unstable from what I understand. So as he explained to me, because we spoke afterwards, he's like, look, family, I just got here. You know what I'm saying? And my mother needed me. She needed me to hold her. She needed me, and I couldn't get on the radio and do the radio thing at this particular time. I do apologize we could make it up. I never got around to that, unfortunately. That's something that I'm going to have to live with because I wanted him to tell his story the same way that he told it to me. Okay? But nonetheless, you know, I have memories, fond, wonderful memories of seeing his brother grow from where I had met Mm -hmm. him at to where I seen him come. So that is what I'm going to remember. You know what I'm saying? That's the brother that I want to hold up. And in and, and my eyes, I know that he was a very peaceful, loving brother. You can definitely, anyone that know him can attest to that. They know that the peace and the love was in him. You know what I'm saying? He was just put into particular circumstances where he had to be, you know, he had to harden his shell because he was in the, he was in the mix. He was in the jungle.
2: Yeah, he was in the you jungle.
3: You know
1: what I'm saying? And, um. You know, I I just want us, in the best way possible, to honor his legacy, you know what I'm saying, and know that it will be others after him that will need your help and will need your attention and will need the compassion just for you to hear their story because everyone has a story. You know what I'm saying? Just hear their story out when they're looking for that particular level of help, all right? There will be others. You know what I'm saying? So just remember... Yes, just remember, okay? You got to take care of those particular seeds, you know what I'm saying? Because he definitely was of that lineage, you know what I'm saying? He was a royal royal seed. So if you're going to keep praises and admonishment on the life and the legacy of Malcolm X, remember, he was the seventh seed. He had six daughters. The seventh one was the one that was prophesied. That was the prodigal son, Malcolm X. Malcolm X was a 7th seed He was a 7th child Okay So was his grandson So this man was special in that regards His potential You know what I'm saying You gotta do Mm. better Mm. y'all Gotta do better Love and light That she may rest in power Word Hold on, man. I got to get his brother his bombs, man. There seems to be a threat going on right now that I'm noticing. There's a lot of deaths and there's some turmoil that is taking place, you know, or rather transition that's taking place. We have the Assad thing on the table. Really, 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 really begs. You know, I haven't heard a piece out of near Negro. Nobody. No picket signs. You know, nobody said anything when they went ahead and made that move on the side of. They basically deemed her an enemy combatant family. You know what what it means to be labeled a terrorist in this post 9 11 world? That means drones, family.
4: Well, that's
2: drones.
1: That means like ops. That means drones. That means bombing of villages, innocent yeah. people being written off as collateral damage for the sake of basically taking a terrorist yeah. out. So the day they labeled uh <laughs> conscious community icon, all right, uh, uh, the, the, the maybe you know the female counterpart of uh, El Malik, the day that they labeled her terrorist, guess what, conscious community. Y'all can jump ship now. But what happened was, what had happened was, they labeled you vicariously a terrorist. But nobody has nothing to say. Okay? And when they pull that stunt, I want to see what the people are going to do. Because it's all at this theater right now, the game is being played. So, you got the soda thing on the table. You got the young brother, Malcolm X's grandson, being killed. You have lecturers losing their children. Love and light, peace and condolences to Sister Myra's son. Love and light, peace and condolences to Delbert Blair's son. Okay? There's a lot of stuff going on right now that begs of our attention. Somebody needs to really sit down and try to put this thing into perspective. All right? Too much spectating going on. Everybody sitting around. This is not sports. This is not a sideline game, family. This shit is not the NBA playoffs. Y'all can't just sit around and watch everything happen so you could blog about it and Facebook status it and what. No, we need hands on deck. We need people to be active. We need people to actually... Not be proactive, but be reactive. Not be reactive either, but be active. This conscious community is being run, is being operated by 100 people only. There's about 100 people on the front lines with their face out there doing the work. 100 or 200 giving, you know, here Other there. But there's millions of people that claim consciousness. Where y'all at? Where's the support? I don't get it. This should have started to feel like sports. I I mean, let me know, what is it? Do people feel like they don't don't have anything to offer? Hmm? Do they feel like they're not the sharpest tool in the box? Because that's not what it's about at the end of the day. But I'm not going to go on a long rant about that because we have a show to do tonight. We're going to talk about this another day very soon. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of things that need to be addressed and dealt with because, like I say, my vision, when I get into meditation, when I tap in, there's some stuff coming down the pipe. false, you know, and it needs to be addressed and it needs to be put out there and and the lights need to be turned on because some things going on behind the scenes. You know, so I'm going to just leave it at that, you know. But once again, love and light to the brother, you know what I'm saying, and salute to you too, Blue, you know what I'm saying, I got to give you a for doing what you did with the brother, for building with him and not turning your back on him, Um, And shining your light on the brother You know what I'm saying I really wish that he did Get a chance to get on the show And share with the family You know His story And um, You know Basically help clear his name Because I'm going to keep it 1,000 with you I wasn't feeling the brother When you came home and told me the whole situation about the brother I was like so what He killed Betty Shabazz you know what I mean? I, I had a disposition towards him. You know why? Because I was influenced by somebody else's opinion of another man. Rather than hearing him tell me what the true story was about, I took what somebody else said. It was almost as if I got influenced by gossip because they said that he was responsible for the death of Betty Shabazz and we were to turn our backs on him and write him off. I even heard Elders years ago, talking about dealing with this young man's case. Okay? So there was a lot of people Yo, who they, had... straight... I'm going to tell you, they wanted to wash him up. No, I know they wanted to wash him they up. I personally up. listened to some elders talking about taking this young man off of the planet a few, i uh, say about eight years ago, and they were serious elders. Okay? So... You know, but nobody talked about taking out the dude that took Malcolm X's life to walk up and down the streets of Harlem. Yeah. Every damn day. After forty four you know, years, yeah. But um, nobody talks about know, that. But they, 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 they were very very serious about saying they wanted this man removed from the planet without hearing him out, without hearing his story and seeing what without, his, yeah, trial his, and his trial his trial, the white say. man's trial, the Corkazoy's trial. You know what I mean? The media Told you what he did. Nobody never heard from his mouth. You know what I'm saying?
2: Transpired.
1: Family, you we we could smell BS. We we could tell. We got this polygraph thing going on with us. Especially in the content community. You know what I mean? People are very transparent when they on some BS. So if he was up here humming something, it would have showed through the airwaves. You could have felt the frequencies. So I, I really wanted him Especially to get on this platform I've been watching some of his work And some of his videos As a result of what happened I went ahead and started researching the brother And yeah, he did have that spark And he was waking up to who he truly was He was fulfilling his potential You know, and and like I said We would have never We we will never know Who this man could have truly became If this thing never happened And things don't happen for no damn reason Family you know what I mean? So it we just have to be very, uh, you know, we, we got to look into this, man. We really got to look into this. And if anybody is in contact with his aunt or his mother or any of his family members, let's send them love and light. You know what I mean? Let's send them some support financially, spiritually, and emotionally. And I believe the brother had some seeds as well. So as a community, once again, yeah, it's a, yeah, a community that is a million plus strong, and I'm studying crowd, I'm, I'm I'm studying crowdfunding and crowdsourcing right now, you know, as as I get into this whole crowdsourcing thing, these Caucasians are making us look so bad, so bad, so so much like so hypocritical, because we claim that we're communities but you go on Kickstarter, that's a community right there. You have an idea, you put it up there, you get funded by your community. That's a community. That's a functional community. That's a network that will soon become a community. I'm feeling them. I have no qualms with them. So as a community or a network that wants to be a community, we have to start taking care of our own. That brother was part of our family. So we should... Be able to take care of our own The people in Boston got taken care of By their community after the bombing Correct? People all around the world Making the rain on the uh, the Bostonians (laughs) So We should help this brother Don't look for no fun From outside people who Really didn't care Don't know about them Don't give a damn you know bandwagons because he's Malcolm no we don't we don't want we we don't need them we have ourselves family we talking nationhood nationality and nation building let's begin to operate like one and I'm not real talk like I'm not up here preaching and trying to tell no grown people what to do I'm just sharing thoughts cuz I'm going to go ahead and do it myself you know yeah but um let's go ahead and continue and get this show on the road um before I forget, I want to give a monumental salute, salutations, love and light to my umi, to my mother, Annette Thomas, otherwise yeah. known, affectionately known as a feeder. I want to give a monumental salute to the mother of my son, Leticia Reed. Yeah. Yeah. Your mama. Your mama. Who brought my son to this earth. Five years ago, and that was one of the most monumental, life-changing experiences that I've ever experienced.
2: Yeah, it changed
1: me forever. Yeah, and um, it, it it even changed the way that I saw the womb man. You know, it, it it really did. Um. And I want to give a shout-out to my queen, Ephra Nubia. She's a mother as well. She brought life to this planet. And all of the queens, all of the goddesses, all of the womans, salute and honor and praises to all of you for what you have done.
2: So
1: every day is Mother's Day. Feel me, that's but indeed. hey, on Sunday they delegated that day to y'all. So we got to get up here and, and 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 blow the trumpet. You know what I mean? And sing that song, huh? And everybody's birthday is Mother's Day, or on your birthday, on your solar return. Because oh, on your day solar day is. return is your mother's birthday. It's your mother's birthday. Your mother's birthday. birthday. Yeah. So. D. Like Sister Remember Rob that. and Anna E. came up here. I know it was I know it was a little difficult. It was a real hard pill to swallow. But they were standing on their square when they talked about the power of the woman. And the fact that yeah, we don't carry ba we don't carry uh babies in our stomach. We don't give birth. We plant seeds. You know? So we really have to begin honoring our mothers. It's so unfortunate that at this in in this period in this in this time of you know celebration that you know mothers are losing their sons. You know, so once again Sister Myra um Yes. Our condolences. Our condolences uh the brother's mother what's the brother um the brother's mother's name I, I forgot. Oh Kaba- Kabila? Kabila, yes. yes. Yeah, and his favorite aunt, of course, is Eliasa. Eliasa, that. We always spoke highly of her. Yes. Yeah, I speak highly of her as well. You know. Yeah, me too. Indeed. Love you, Eliasa. Yeah, love you. I just want to send love and light. And as Savi would say, Mama, 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 Mama. (laughs) to all the mothers. You know. Who have actualized birth, those who are potential mothers. You know what I'm saying? Every woman that carries eggs, even those that don't. You know, love and light. Word is born, You know? So um let's get this show on the road, man. Yeah. Hey, let's get this show on the road Alright So family, tonight we have a monumental episode We are going to be celebrating the Taurus moon, alright The eclipse that just took place yesterday, okay We're going to get back on that finance bandwagon, okay Some a, a topic and a subject that I hold very dear to my heart because I know that there's no movement without finances. Okay, there's no movement without currency. It has to be a currency flow. So we are welcoming our resident uh, money twins, the Mooney twins, back in the building, and we're bringing along our brother Coach Kayer, Illuminati money, to do the damn thing tonight. Okay, family? So tonight... Join us on Nota Ledge Radio as we welcome back the Mooney Twins and Coach Kayer to present Keys of Solomon as we commemorate the Moon and Taurus. The focus is on finances, currency, economics, and home. Those of us who are familiar with biblical law are very familiar with the story of King Solomon, a very powerful, influential man in his ages who possessed untold wealth, influence, and had hundreds of wives. The Mooney Twins will be building on this topic and much, much more tonight. We will also build with Coach Kyer about the cosmological aspects of the Taurus moon and solar eclipse that took place yesterday, May 9th. We will pay homage to Malcolm X's grandson, Sister Myra's son, and others who have lost their lives during these last few days. Be sure to have your pens and pads on deck. Classes in session. You are now rocking with them. Without any further ado, we want to open up the line for our brother, Coach call calling from the 336. Peace to the God. Peace to the guys. What's up, KTL family? Peace. All is well. Peace to the God. What's going on with you? You need to bomb yourself again for that whole demonstration you just did on the young Shabazz. That was that was monumental. That was worth the show right there. You're making it real hard for us to come behind that. Uh, no doubt. Um, you know, I mean, I, I'm I'm I feel bad for the brother, and I'm I'm feeling the weight for Blue too. You know what I'm saying? Because he spoke to me. He spoke very highly of this young man. You know what I mean? Throughout the years, he spoke extremely highly, and as a result. I had a lot of respect for the young man, you know what I mean, so um, you know you know how that is when potential is lost, but they did say that he was working on two books, two pieces of literature, so you know let's just hope that uh the brother put it put put all of his his might behind those two books, and we are blessed with the uh with those manuscripts in the near future. Really, you set the show up perfectly because it's all about money. Like, everybody's always talking about freedom, but they don't know the English language. The English, English language is something called adjectives. You know, there's an adjective in front of freedom, which is economic freedom. I mean, what do you think that, what do you think the brown and the black coming together produces? Economic freedom. Everybody's always talking about, you know, we want power. Yeah, but they keep leaving the word off of it. Like, it's so much shame to use the word money, to use the word rich, to use, you know, it's it's taboo. You know, it's taboo for um, Muslims to talk about molestation that's going on in their homes and they want uh, more than one wife. But they got molestation going on in the house, but ain't nobody talking about it. It's taboo for people to be mm-hmm. talking about how proud I feel to be rich how proud I feel to have extra money. You know, that. I get, you have to look at what is that going to produce. It's going to produce economic freedom. I don't care who it is and what you're talking about. If you're on the front lines and you're trying to get somebody a job, what is the result of job? More money. More money, more money, more money, more money. So why, you know, the thing is that I want to present tonight is a common sense cure to this sickness that we have being afraid to talk about money. So, like, I'm popular to some, and some detest me because, oh, well, you believe in money, and it's only fiat currency, and this this country is already bankrupt, and we're being bankrolled by China. Excuse me, but shut the fuck up, okay? Just kill, you know what I'm saying? just kill all that because you're not walking into Walmart and walking out of there with an apple. You won't even walk into Walmart and get an apple and eat it and walk out without going in your pocket, giving somebody one of those worthless fiat currencies. And even I don't even rock hard. I respect Sarnetta because one thing he said once is you got all these karate keyboard gangsters. All these karate keyboard gangsters in social media talking about how the dollar is worth nothing but they go to work for a nine-to-five. They pay their taxes. They even want to go spend $50 or $100 on a UCC code manual so they can try to fill out some paperwork so I don't have to pay taxes. But you still want money. Oh, my straw man is worth billions. See, there's so much conflict in the words that we say when at the bottom line it is about money. And people have a sickness, man, a real sickness about being afraid to talk about money. And your oppressor wins. One of my teachers made it real simple. And I want everybody to listen to this. The less money you have, the more money evil people have. If you're so good, then you need to command money to do what you will. I love using Jay-Z for an example. His shirt says on one of the pictures, do as thou wilt. And people say, oh, that's Alistair Crawley. But they don't study. Who did Alistair Crawley study up under? Pascal Beverly Randolph, the father of all magic, a brother from New Orleans. He brought the Rosicrucian Order to North America, Period. And you get mad at Jay-Z because he's holding Another, up a diamond? Exactly. Another prime example of what disinformation and propaganda is doing to the family. Okay? People study. That's like if somebody came out and started to, like Hitler, for instance, studied the occult. Now, all of a sudden, the occult is evil and is wrong. But who the hell, for thousands of years before Hitler, who brought a cult to the table? Who was dealing with a cult who had power when they had a grasp of the occult? You did. The Moors. It's like a fight. Here we go. (laughs) It's like a fight, okay? You got two very evenly matched people fighting in the fight. Or let's say one of them has the advantage in a natural fight, you know, one of them's 200 pounds, the other one's 175 pounds. So you are saying, oh well, he, you know, he's two inches tall and he outweighs me by 25 pounds. You know, um, the the bigger guy should win. And so somebody says, I'm gonna throw some nunchucks. So I'm gonna throw a baseball bat in here in the in in the ring. So the bigger guy says, I'm not gonna pick it up because I'm already winning. I'm I already should win. So the little guy picks it up, and not only does he even Steven the fight up, he demolishes his opponent. Boom, 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 boom. That example with Hitler is perfect because Hitler didn't perfect the occult. He didn't even introduce it. He just picked it up for his fight. He picked it up for his purpose. And that's my thing is this whole money thing and the way we claim we love rituals, we're missing a huge component. We're missing a huge component. We go to our ancestors with candles, with crystals, with water, with cigar smoke. We go to our ancestors with all of our problems and our woes. But have we ever went and gave our ancestors some money? Hakeem Bey, one of my favorite lecturers, says, nothing succeeds like success. So that means follow a successful system. The United States and the brown people over here from the civil rights movement of the 60s up till today, May the 10th, 2013, do not honor their ancestors with any monetary proceeds, nor do we print $1 for them, while every other country that's run past us is producing money Hand over foot. You don't believe me? Watch this. Go to Google and type in Joss Paper, J-O-S-S Paper, Joss Paper. A.A. Rashid was just on KTL the other night when um when uh, when y'all were talking about the movie uh, Iron Man, and he was talking about the Chinese have never been invaded. They've never been invaded. They've they practiced their culture for over 10,000 years straight, and that's all they do is print Joss paper and give it to their ancestors. And guess what? They own America. Nobody ever talks about, you know, the North Koreans look up and talk about they're going to do something. They never talk about
5: they're going to do nothing to China.
1: Never, 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 ever. Nobody's ever talking about we're going to do something to China because China's money is too long. The technology is too great. And why are they successful? Because they're honoring their ancestors. We think that our ancestors don't need money. We think death is the end. But how do we honor them? How do we get some money over there? It's like they're going into a prison. You've been to prison, you know, and nobody puts any money on your books. How do you feel when nobody puts no money on your books and you're in prison? You up for the okie doke? you got to start doing things. you got to start compromising yourself. Our our local ancestors, I ain't talking about law. I ain't talking about Ogun. I ain't talking about Heru and Patara, not stepping on no toes. I'm talking about Aunt Maggie. I'm talking about my granddaddy, Napoleon. I'm talking about my daddy, Arthur Lee, people who fed <laughs> me, who are just on the other side waiting and willing to do something for me right now if I would only help them out. I give them some incense, they give me some smoke. I give them some candles, they give me a little more light. I get them some water. They keep my water on. Well, what would happen? I get- I smoke a cigar with them. They make sure I can get a bag allowed. loud. Well, what would happen if I was to give them some money? Man, what would what would happen if you was to give your grandmother ten thousand dollars? On the other side, what would happen if you gave your grandmother a million dollars, ten million, a billion dollars? We don't even think like that. I got a young man I've been tutoring since he was a sophomore on the A&T. He now is getting ready to get his master's degree, and he teaches at a middle school in, um, I think, like in Maryland. And I said, Your homework assignment for your class is ask them whose face is on a $100,000 bill. I want to just put it in the chat room in KTL. Who knows whose face is on a $100,000 bill? See, nothing is real until you realize it. And we still stuck on bands to make you dance or stacks. We still thinking about a thousand dollars. We might not even know how many people actually know who's face on a thousand dollar bill, much less a hundred thousand dollar bill. So what you think about is as far as you can expand. I'm asking people to open up and expand your mindset. These people who spend ten thousand dollars a month. I talked to a young lady. I, I I met a woman the other day. Yo, I told her. I said, Yeah. I said. I need ten, thirty, fifty dollars 50 dollars a month just to support what I need to live and what I need to do and circulate that kind of cash. She said, that's no money. Now, at this time, I'm thinking she's just talking big talk because I'm talking like, yo, that's where I want to be. And so she, we started talking, and maybe like 20 minutes later, she said, I just left a position where I was making $130,000 a month for the last seven years, and that's no money. It's a sister." A sister now, not even sixty years old, she was making hundred and thirty grand a month. She said I need thirty five million. Where and she has a plan to move on it, but she can already see it first. And she's honoring her ancestors. It's just a slight difference. It's not a large difference, it's very slight. Honor our ancestors, and that's what happens. This is the story my teacher told me, and I've seen it happen a thousand times. Everybody can listen and listen to this. If your ancestors died and they had some debt, they had to take it with them, they have to repay it, and you're going to help them. That's why they say, um, uh, the, uh the, you know, the, uh, uh, a curse falls down like four generations. Debt is a curse. Look in, look in, um, look in the circle seven Quran upon the gratitude. And look and look at that chapter, but this this um, let's say you got nine hundred dollars and you want to buy a camera, you know you've been saving your money saving your money and the camera costs you twelve hundred dollars, and you know you got a five hundred dollar check coming on Monday and it's Friday you got nine hundred here come five hundred I'm gonna need twelve I'm gonna have three hundred left over. Well, that Sunday morning on the way to wherever you're going, and you're going to the store just to get some bread or a newspaper, your transmission on your car goes out, and you have to pay $1,000 to get your transmission fixed or you can't go to work, and you'll lose your job. And now you can't have that camera. That was your ancestors taking it from you. When you mm. drop some water. When you drop some water, remember in in, in Django when um, Django came out behind the door and Carrie Washington spilled the water, and and, and, and we talked about she had an orgasm. That was the ancestors calling that water out of her hand. When you get ready to eat some food and, and it falls, all the women know if they drop some food on their breast, they say what I'm feeding my tatas. Every woman says that. Oh, I dropped some. Oh, I'm, they must be hungry. They must be hungry. Your ancestors would knock some food off of your fork. They'll lock a door for you, and you'll say, how'd that door get locked? I know I left the iron on. How'd the iron get turned off? It's the same way. They're going to take that money from you because they need it, because they have to eat. They have to eat on the other side. And some people die and don't know they're dead. They wake up
6: and they don't know that they're dead
1: until they try to eat something. That's why it's important to put food every day Take a portion of your food that you eat and put it in a small offering on there, on there for them. But put some money on there. I'd rather give them some money and then let them bless me back. I gave it. I gave it to them. Here you go. out Every day I'm making an offering. Every day I'm making an offering. I'm down here in Cashville, Tennessee, Nashville, and I'm seeing what Cornelius Vanderbilt built. Don't get mad at the Illuminati because they're playing the game. They took the tool, they made and and they're making an offering to their ancestors. You could invoke Cornelius Vanderbilt if you wanted to. You could invoke Mansa Musa if you wanted to, because they're invoking your ancestors because your ancestors say, "I need help." You need help down here, but you're not giving up no money, and it's been kept from us. I don't want nobody to feel bad because if you didn't know. You can't grow, but now you know it's called John's Paper. You can go on the Internet and get it. You can, go on, um, you can go on eBay and look for it, all over. But me, I've been dealing with it for two years, and that is what's got me where I'm at, man. I mean, like, opportunities, all of a sudden money, book deals, speaking appointments, all kinds of stuff is coming at me due to a sequence of events. I started out giving my ancestors $10,000 every day, $10,000 every day. Then all of a sudden I found some $100 million bills. I started giving them $100 million, $100 million, $100 million. Then I found some billion-dollar bills. I started giving them billion-dollar bills, billion-dollar bills. Next thing you know, I'm in Atlanta, two-bedroom, one bath, fat-ass fat yard. I'm chilling. I'm like, what? All my bills is caught up. All my utilities, everything. I'm just burning this. I'm, I'm just taking care of my ancestors and being happy and being grateful. And it's, if we could collectively do that, collectively do that, you could see the results. Like almost, I'm not gonna say instantly because some people want microwave rituals. There are no microwave rituals. You must do the ritual until it works. You can't just come in there and be like, "Well, I'm in trouble now. Let me go ahead and uh, let me go offer some money." Let me go burn some money. It doesn't work like that. You have to do it from an earnest standpoint, not from a standpoint of desperation. That's an, A lot of people are not studying when they want to get into these magical affairs and they do them out of desperation. And when you operate and do anything out of desperation, you get your ass whooped. You go into a fight and you're fighting out of desperation or emotions, you get peeled. So this whole situation, we must be calculators. We must be calculators. We must say, Here's my set point of time. I'm going to take this meal out and put a piece of this meal, two spoonfuls. I got rice on my plate, broccoli on my plate, biscuits on my plate, and some fish. Just cut a piece of fish off. Take a damn spoonful of rice. Take a piece of the biscuit on there. You that greedy? And when you notice that you don't do that and you are that greedy, you notice that your funds are the same way. Same way I keep 3 or $4 in my pocket for homeless, or I don't know whether they're homeless or not. I know that an angelic being can take the form of anybody just to test my character. And our character is being tested every day. So when I look at Will Smith and I look at Jay-Z and Beyonce, y'all can say whatever the hell you want to say about them. The laws of the universe wouldn't allow them to get that kind of wealth without them having some type of spiritual fortitude and spiritual practice. It's, it's against the law for you to be wealthy and not be practicing some type of uh, some type of spiritual work. Period. So if you broke and you think that you really high and spiritual, then you are missing something. And this could be a small component. This could be just a small component. Be like yo, let me put some money on their books. Because what if you're, what if you were the assets on the other side, Blue Pill? And nobody, none of, your, none of your children or your grandchildren or nobody was sending you nothing. And you died, and you had like 50 grand worth of debt. And then all of a sudden, you got to the other side, and you were met by a gen. And this gen was like, yo, I'll front you a million right now. Go ahead, get on your feet. But the interest is like you owe me a billion. So now you died with 50 grand. He gave you a million. You know, you did whatever you had to do. But then he came and asked for a billion dollars back. But you can't go to the police on the other side. You gotta look back for your help. So here you've been ten years, thirty years, a hundred years, and none of your ancestors have reached out and helped you. And then all of a sudden your great grandson or your great granddaughter, all of a sudden she finds out about this ancestor money and she sends you about five billion dollars one day. Blue pill, what would you do for your for that ancestor that helped you? What would you do?
0: I will honor that ancestor. Continuously
1: You would bust your ass You'd be like Wait a minute Who's that put some money On my books <laughs> mm-hmm. What you need What you need You need something Who's fucking with you <laughs> no, no they ain't What you need a break You need to get that job Let me make sure Your competition Run out of gas that day And make sure you get to work And they don't What you need yep. You need to scratch off you, Oh no Don't buy that ticket Let somebody get in front of you And buy that losing ticket And you get that next ticket And you hit for five racks I got you Little 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 intricacies that happen in your life, just like you said, the Truman Show, when they was back behind the screens pulling the levers. You know what I'm saying? This is when you take control of behind the curtains on the Wizard of Oz, when you start implementing and doing things that successful people do. These are successful rituals that happen, and I ain't just talking about it. And I even made a video about it. Anybody want to see the video? Just go to Ancestormoney.info because it's important to me. And, I'm, and that's going to move right into the subject Of this Taurus moon The solar eclipse And this and Taurus is all about money Taurus yes. is all about money And finances And wealth and, he, and the biggest wishing moon of the year Is the Taurus New moon And they strategically Made sure Because we could have had Brother Shabazz die And didn't hear about it for four or five weeks But they made sure They broadcast it four or five hours before the eclipse in order for you to get distracted. Exactly. In order for you to get distracted. And nobody is paying attention to, I need to be, just everybody think, yesterday, where were you at on the East Coast at 8.27 p.m.? Were you focusing on your money and making a wish, or were you sending your collective energy angry at them boys, at them alphabet boys. Were you angry because Malcolm X's grandson was slain, or were you focused on getting money? See, when you have a once-in-a-year lifetime, I mean, I'm sorry, once-in-a-year opportunity, you got to wait on your emotions, and that's what we do with our emo- and they know that your opposition, I'm not going to call them your enemy no more, but your opposition or our opposition is saying, all I got to do is distract them with this information. Because none of us have seen the body. He could be kidnapped again. They could have released the information, and boom, the whole conscious community. Because they are all watching us. They listen to these shows. They've seen what Ample did when he came down to Stone Mountain. they seen what KT, the R's degree, did. They know what the pill is doing. They know what Polite is doing. They say, oh, let me put this out here. Let me lead up to it with Lauren Hill. Then let me drop Brother Shabazz and then you would not be focused on what you need in your personal life to take advantage of this portal that just opened up just for a little bit, just a little bit, and it ain't going to stay open. The new moon mm. cards going to stay open. It's still open today, though. Ah, take that. Take that, Mr. Hold uh on. Hold on. Let me go here real quick to this four two four because I know that we did have a special caller. Let me see real quick. Caller from the four two four six five two. Peace. Uh, hey, peace. Uh, Pill Brothers and Brother Kai here. This is Daryl Mooney and the Mooney Twins. Hey. Peace and love.
0: And peace prosperity to the, to the family.
1: Sure. day. Yeah. 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 Pat- in the coast up here warming Peele. it up, y'all. Coach is up here warming his thing up. You know what I mean? Oh man, it. I'm, go I'm gonna bring your brother in on the three. He's three two three seven nine. No, I call him on the Peace. What's up? What's up? Hey, hey, Coach K taking all our talk, man. Get him off the phone. Uh-huh. Get, get, get him away from this radio. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Now, Blue, the yeah. yeah. Ball down court. I'm just bringing the ball down court. I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm the You Lebron, yeah. it's Lebron to wait on the court. I'm not gonna call you Bosch. I'm not gonna call you Bosh, yeah. I'm not gonna call you Bosh. I'm gonna just say that you was one of the mother dudes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Brought that, brought yeah. the ball down the court. You letting young Lebron do what he do. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. Welcome The, the back. beauty
1: of it is uh what brother uh coach guy was talking about when he said I love the when he said, it's a lot of things I love that he said but I, what really resonated with me when he said that what his uh one of his mentors told him, he said the broker you are paraphrased, the broker you are, the more money the rich have. I mean the more money the evil folks have. That is wow, that is something else right there. That's classic. And uh, uh the fact that uh, how we get distracted from our visions and our lessons and our blessings by them putting in place some things that distract us where we always have to keep our eye on our prize and build on it no matter what they do, no matter who they kill, no matter who dies or rot, whatever goes down, keep your eye on the prize of creating your life on your terms because they know that we are magicians, and we recognize that and create our light, create nothing into something, that's the kind of power that we have, and we have to know that and keep visioning, keep doing, keep taking action, keep loving no matter what, and transcend anything that they can do. Mm-hmm. This was su- this was so, such a... What Coach Carroll was talking about was so great. I just love the way he's just an uh, activist about that money. And that's how we are. And, and, you know, we're here to talk about King Solomon. I mean, my man in the Bible who who people are always talking about Jesus, but as my brother Daryl always said, we're so busy looking at Jesus and we forget about King Solomon. And I'm talking about for the regular Christians out there. Gerald and I always watched King Solomon cuz guess what? He actually had what we wanted. He had big money and he had many wives. In fact, he had 700 wives and 300 concubines. He started taking over at 12 and died at 52. I guess them wives killed him. Yes. Yeah. Can you can, can you can you look at it and think about 700 wives and 300 concubines. I mean, they loved that brother so much, some of them had to wait 10 years so they got some love. (laughs) Come on. You you know that's a bad brother to wait that long.
0: He had the money and and, and, and
1: the honey. Yeah, yeah. And, and, And for real. And the beauty, and you know how sweet that honey was back then. But check this out. When you look at the idea of his marriage of the wise man, a lot of those were business moves. That's right. Okay. He couldn't he couldn't obviously he wasn't having sex with all thousands of them women. He would have died at twenty. Yes. So we yes. know that wasn't possible. But yes. he a lot of those were business moves that he was taking over cities by marrying the finest thing in that city. In fact a lot of cities would bring their daughters to King Solomon, to marry them. Deep brother. And he was so deep that that all the money and the riches he had, and he was about commerce and he was about trade. Trade. He was about trade. He was trading with others. That's what we're doing now with the stock market and the forex. That's what he was doing back then. And he, he was known, people would sit at his, his feet to listen to his spiritual principles, but also his social uh, uh, principles of how to deal in the world. This man was a genius. And Brother Brother Mooney, he never was afraid of money.
2: He
3: never was
1: afraid of success. He never was afraid. You never find those stories of King Solomon saying, oh, that's too much money. He (laughs) never talked about that's too much. And you never saw one of his women not one of them saying, there's not enough for me. And that's one of the things, that we're going to relate to King Solomon, money, our women must lead the charge in using their magic and saying, there's plenty. There's mm-hmm. plenty. There's plenty. And every one of them knew that. They all knew that. And that's one of the errors yep. and the diseases that we suffer from now is fear of trying a new thing superior system. Yeah, and and not only that, to add on, again, these women were his wealth. These weren't your average women. These wives were powerful, prosperous women in their own right, especially when the, the Queen of Sheba, Queen Sheba, I mean, when she came on the scene and traveled all the way from Africa to just to behold him and see him. And then when she saw him, she was in awe. Can you imagine brother having 700 wives and 300 concubines? And then she being the one, when he saw her, she was his match. And then that's when he wrote the Song of Solomon. People think that was a spiritual letter to the Creator, but that was an erotic love poem to Sheba. Okay? He wrote the Psalms. He brought e-
2: Ecclesiastes.
1: hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and getting back to his wealth, I mean, let's talk about what he built. He built majestic palaces, gardens, roads, and government buildings. Accom- he, he accumulated thousands of horses and chariots. And why, why I mention chariots and horses? Because when we look at today, you know, we always talking about the brothers is bling-blinging with their cars and their spinners. Well, what you think was on cherries when they had them spokes? Was spin- them was ancient spinners. Them was spinners. Oh, hey, hey, Brother Mooney, that's crazy because I'm in Nashville right now, and if anybody types up Cornelius Vanderbilt, this whole city got Vanderbilt all over it, and we left out the Parthenon. There's a 42-foot uh, statue of Athena, and there's a dude named John Thomas, and they got a statue to this guy. We're like, why would John Thomas have a statue outside? And they have, like, these words. They have, like, integrity, wisdom. And then they got something, and on in in one of the pillars it says traffic. I said, why would they have the word traffic up here? Because they control transportation, just like Solomon. These people use uh. a successful technique. The Vanderbilts, the Carnegies. They looked at what Solomon was doing, and they followed the system to a T. Like people call Nashville the, the, the capital, the country western capital of the of, of the world. That's bullshit. This is an ancient Egyptian city. I've been here two days. It looks just like Egypt. The shit crazy, and his money yeah. all. They call it Cashville. My really casual. wow well, yeah well we we have, have to also understand that wow. billionaires and millionaires use the model of Solomon and his teachings in order to keep building what they build his system of military command, his system of leadership, his system of judging. you know how we always say, don't judge nobody. Well, that's some bull. When we talk about King Solomon, he was the ultimate judge. The whole story about the two harlots or holes that came and they had a child, and both of them were saying that was their child. And then Solomon said, Well, let me see whose child this is. And he asked each of them, He told them, Look, I'm going to cut this child in half, and I'm going to give you both half of that child. And one of the harlots said, uh, Yes, that'll be cool with me. And then the other harlot said, uh No, just give her the whole child. Then Solomon said with his wisdom, and then Solomon said with his divine wisdom, that's your baby, okay? Because she was ready to give her child away long as he lived. So that's the power of Solomon the first and his Morrie? wisdom. Huh? That was the first Maury right there? Yeah, hey, yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah,
0: and really probably was.
1: And, and with them three, and with them three hundred concubines, was probably one. Probably, child looked just like him. So, uh-huh. w- when we look at what he asked for, remember what he asked the creator for. He asked the creator for wisdom, and then the creator gave him longevity and wealth. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's just a bad brother. Remember military strength. Remember leadership. Remember judgment, remember the communication skills, remember remember when he would build his city and he would uh, exceed his monetary, he would tax the people more money and they would be glad to give up the money in order for him to rebuild and grow the city. That's how much they trusted in him and his contribution. Check this out.
0: When he was 12, when
1: he first started, when King David handed over the kingdom. This is the last affirmation King David gave him. He told him, in all that you do, that you may prosper, in all that you do, and wherever you turn, you will prosper. Could you imagine you giving your 12-year-old son or your 12-year-old daughter that affirmation, that you will prosper And all that you do, and wherever you turn, that was locked in his brain from day one. And he ruled from 12 to 52, the most peaceful, prosperous time ever in the history of Jerusalem. That's what this man did. It was all for 40 years. It was nothing but peace and prosperity. Mm Mm-hmm. Wise man, wise man, wise man. Powerful, powerful. king Because we talk about this because Jesus gets all the love in the Bible and all the play. But you look at it. When Jesus, he could walk on water, right? He could make the blind see. He could turn water into wine. But as soon as he threw the money changers out the temple, as soon as he messed with the money, that's when he had to go. Okay. <laughs> That's how Real powerful tough. that money is and right on the money it says you know it's powerful. It says in God we trust. Okay? So when people get afraid of money Mhm. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we know that the churches is the biggest business in America. Billions of dollars are being processed through those churches and those temples. And believe me, if we don't get into the idea of this money and start trusting the God within us and getting into the currency of the day, because like you said, Bill, all movements, all revolutionary movements, uh, civil rights, human rights, whatever rights movement that's happening, somebody has to write a check. Why not us be the ones that write that check? And then you'll notice you may not have to have that movement if you have that money, you see, because civil rights. Now we got to go into civil rights. we got to redefine this movement. And all the poor people out there need to be taught about making money because all these millionaires and a lot of these billionaires, they came out of poverty, man. Right. Yes, they did. A lot of them weren't born wealthy, they came up out of poverty. The wealthy folks who are born in the wealth, most of them be crazy. Exactly. Millionaires and billionaires study the life stories and the movements of other previous millionaires and billionaires. And what they do find and what gives them the confidence to become millionaires and billionaires is the fact that many of those stories of people who were born of a meek existence. That's right. And they made it. They made it. Why is it that the majority of quote-unquote tycoons and moguls always had a mama who was a factory worker or a papa who was a goddamn shoemaker or some kind of menial job? We're not talking about people being born with silver spoons. You know what I'm saying? Only a few of them get to make it. You know
0: what yep.
1: I mean? We're talking yep. about new money. Yep. Yep. Money. up up. Uh, we had uh, a few years ago, my brother and dad had some twin Mercedes, and we were writing for my father, uh, Judge Mooney, a show that we were doing. We were head writers. And we came up in the studio with our twin Mercedes, and he said, you niggas have gone from coon to tycoon. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh Lord. <laughs> cool. Cool to I love it. From cool to tight. Cool. What is so, this, yeah. right? Yeah,
0: oh, yeah. We, yeah. So that's just
1: transformation. So that's, that's alchemy, family. That's just alchemy. Come on, we can't be we can't be afraid to be caterpillars. Because That's you right. know that ultimately butterflies are not born butterflies. They born crawling on their belly. That's right. And dirt and dust crawling, eating chewing on little leaves and whatnot for all of my leaf eaters. But yeah. after a while uh, yeah. you go into uh, that cocoon and you become uh, uh, a butterfly. No longer yeah. do you crawl, you fly now. But you, you yeah. remember all caterpillars do not transform into butterflies. This is that's a process right. that only a few are able to make. Mm, yeah. So, and, and you think about that pill, th- think, think about, that about that butterfly, about that caterpillar can. That, that's crawling on the ground, right, that can move barely an inch at a time, right? And then yes. once it turns into a butterfly in that cocoon, that divine process, guess what? It can fly over the Atlantic Ocean. Yes, it can. Okay. And, like, but here's the I was across the Atlantic Ocean. I was on a me? cruise ship. And I was like, when are we getting off of this thing? <laughs> this, this a, like, it was endless. It was endless. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's the power of a butterfly, you see. And right now in the movement today, the human potential movement today, the old word is empowerment and the new word is transformation. Okay, when well, we yeah. have the ability to turn from, as you say, a caterpillar, old ugly, ground, ugly looking thing, turns into a beautiful rainbow butterfly. That's us. That's an but, example but of who we are. I want to. I want to add. I want to add in there the scientific standpoint of this Taurus and the full moon and the, and the solar eclipse. The metamorphosis is the word. The timing, the timing—when to do things. Like some of these, some of these um, billionaires, when they see like Mercury is in retrograde or some shit like that, they're not moving. Or they see Saturn is in a um in a fucked up position, they're not moving. They're like, nah, 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 we'll wait. The story of um, uh, J. Paul Getty—he was a he was a surviving um investor to the Titanic. Everybody, mm. all, all the investors for the Titanic. Went on the ship, and his astrologer said, Wow, this is not a good move for you. And he didn't go. So, what happened to all of his competition? They died. Now, that was a metamorphosis wow. for him, and he was ready. He was able to capitalize. He was already rich, like, you know, like Jesus, you know what I'm saying, like Solomon. But now, I just had, you know, 10 billionaires die today <laughs> in the same market. I take over. You know what I'm so, saying? I just went in and just sweep the board up. So it was an opportunity. Boy, that was an opportunity, and he <laughs> seized it. And that's why yeah. when I see the Mooney Twins, when we have having class on Tuesday and Thursday night doing candlestick recognition, and um, and we're doing forex training, and I say, why isn't it 100 people on this call? As that's the right. said earlier, it's a million people now in the conscious movement. It's 100 of us out there with our face in the place. But on the call, we got the same four or five voices asking questions every Tuesday and Thursday because somebody said, well, the Moonies want two fifty to teach you this class. Two fifty, dollars Damn, in a month you may make five or ten grand, but you don't want to pay two fifty. You don't want to pay two fifty to get the class, that's what I say. Info- like I said. information <clears throat> costs, but good information pays for itself. Somebody write that down. Bro. All information like I said. costs. Yeah. Yes. Not, not, not only that, man. but that, we look uh, around. Uh, the, what I want to say this about what yes. you just said. Yeah, teach. I find that, you know, I go to these classes. I've spent thousands of dollars for classes. Yep. And it breaks my heart that only a few of us will take the call. This information I'm giving. I mean, do you know that every trade we've done in class has been a winner?
3: It's been a winner. Every trade we have done
1: has been a winner. And I'm like, this is real. You can take money out the sky if you learn how to trade for it. I teach a strategy that's simple. It's the lazy way. All you got to do is hang past the first three classes. Something clicks in with your bird eye that you all of a sudden get it because the only thing that you don't get, you don't understand what the hell I'm talking about. And I keep going over the same thing, the same thing, the same thing. And when you understand what I'm talking about, all of a sudden it kicks. It kicks so you get it. It's like uh, uh, the, the door opens. And, and and then you start understanding it and understanding how the market works and you start making money. And this is the new way that King Solomon was doing the old way. We're doing trade with money around the world. Trading yeah. the Euro against the US. The US against the Japanese. We're predicting the futures laid out for us. You think the dollar going up, when people getting all tripping, they, oh, the dollar going up, oh, the dollar going to crash. No, 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 white folks are smarter than that. they will going to always survive because they understand the money game. They will sell their soul before they, before they become poor. Now, mm-hmm. dig this. Dig this. The dollar is up. What happens now? Gold and silver is dropping like rocks. People scared. Oh, I got my gold and silver. I'm losing the value. I'm losing. No chump. It's time to buy more gold and more. silver. This is yep. when the rich come in and start buying it like crazy because it's now at wholesale prices. The dollar gonna come down next week, and gold and silver gonna come up. Facebook stock going down almost. It's at twenty six dollars now. When it hit twenty five, I'm buying it again. That's the game that the super rich play and you can play it too. Shares ain't for twenty twenty six dollars and four cents now. But let it drop at twenty five because that's its support level. When people understand that, then you don't care what happens. Dollar go up, dollar go down, you don't care, you making money however it go. And that's the game that you understand. And again, why did King Solomon have all the treasure? Why did he store all the treasure? Because it was real, real uh, tangible assets in his hand. The more assets you have, the more worth you have. He understood that. What happened when, when his son became ruler? What did people come and get? They came to get and steal his treasure. Because it was worth more than when King Solomon had it. Because gold and silver always goes up. Mm. And what we as a people and the average American people are not taught in school about these things, they keep this information for the financial elite, they keep the information for the banking institutions and the financial institutions and the Federal Reserve institutions, all these elite uh, uh, people keep this knowledge to themselves, but now because of the internet and because of Uh, financial experts who are bringing out here the truth about what the Illuminati and others are doing in order to build and make money. See, they teach regular folks on college, they teach you to go to school so you can graduate to get a good job, where the elite teach themselves get some education and get some knowledge and learn how to create passive and residual Income where you have money coming in while you sleep, and learning how to trade is not difficult. If you all want to go out there and learn how to read a hieroglyphic and Kim it, damn it, a Mm -hmm. chart is simple, okay? And a reading a uh, hieroglyphic may make you and give you some more spiritual knowledge, but reading a chart. Uh, Reading a chart is going to make you some money, and with this information, when you talk about $250, you're talking about you have information for the rest of your life, and you can go out there and charge people for it, okay? and or you can share the information with your family, friends, and loved ones, and now they know how to trade, too. In every home in America, especially black America, there should be somebody in that home who knows how to trade. And check this out. (laughs) I want people to understand this, too. Check this out. Uh, Once people finish the class, I know they're not ready to put – thousand, two thousand, three thousand, ten thousand into an account. They have to do demo trade till they get good enough to start trading with real money. And they can start with $250 with some accounts. But the thing is, they don't know I got a gift for them at the end. And the gift is, what? What? What's the gift, Dwayne? The gift is now you understand the Forex market. Guess what I got for you? I got Forex systems where Your account is being traded for you by a master trader. It's called a mirror trader. I got a managed account for you that you can get in. Somebody's going to be trading your account for you. And you can come in and do a manual trade when you want to but at the same time you're practicing on your demo account, but you're making money on your real account watching a professional do your trade so you can figure out when they're trading, why they made a certain trade. So not only are you still learning, you're making money at the same time. They don't know I have that gift for them because I don't want to tell them yet. I want to see who's going to make it through. Yeah, and and so they'll have the information because the information is power. Information, knowing how to trade is so powerful. They are charging, man. I, I hope the audience is listening. You talking about two hundred fifty dollars? We go to classes, man. They're charging three thousand dollars, man. They're charging a thousand dollars for three hours, or five and ten thousand dollars for two days. Dwayne got a ten hour course, man. A free course in the Wealth Portal. That's ten hours course. That's on. Uh, that's on recorded. Okay, we're not even talking about his live recording, what he do, does with the hands-on. So trading, man, I, y'all got to open up to it out there. In Japan, the women of Japan uh, was at home, women, very patriarchal society. All the men are out there working. The women wanted something to do. A group of them started learning how to trade on the Forex market, started making big money. The men came home, say we quitting our jobs. We want to do what you're doing, okay? When you look at uh, the forex, when it was started in 1958, talking about all these wars these countries was having. Europe came together with China, came together with America. Of course, they left Africa out. You're talking about China, Europe, and America came together, although they was beefing with the military and with their countries, but they wanted to make a way where they could come together financially, where they would keep the longevity of all their economics going. And that's when the Forex market uh, was created, and you had to have at least $50,000 minimum to trade in only financial institutions and people with. Big money was trading, and in 1998, here it comes the internet. How it changed the whole game. Now you can come in on the internet, and the average person can trade for sometimes as little as $25. So now is the time to learn, get it, because the getting is good. And the Forex, y'all, is not a condom. It ain't 4X. It's 4X, Forex. It's Forex, F O R E X. International currency. What better way to make money than off money? Yo, I gotta just piggyback right on that and say them two hustlers. Like this is for my hustlers. This show is for the hustlers. King Solomon was about circulating that bread. The forex <clears throat> market is about circulating. And look what <clears> he <throat> just said. Beauty of I'm gonna train you. Charge you two fifty. But I don't care if you turn around and charge somebody 250 later on. So now I may have 10 people that want to give me $250 in six months. In six months, we'll be in the Scorpio season, and I'll be utilizing other people's money. See, I'll be playing the clock. You know, I'll be coming to walk on the ball down court because I've got to leave. Now I say, okay, I've been trading for six months. Here's what I've done. Here's what I can do. Um, I, I'm gonna take in ten people and I'm gonna charge y'all two fifty a piece because that's what I paid. And I made twenty five hundred bucks back <laughs> there, and, and and that's that's what we call a positive hustle. And even exchange no robbery. But yep. if you want to sit back and you want to be a knuckle dragger, then you're not look, gonna get it out here. So for you knuckle look, draggers, man, I always give something to y'all too. Go to babypips.com. I shouldn't even give
0: something. you inside. go. Go to
1: babypips.com and just take the free course. But this yeah. is what I got for you. I want to add some biblical in there, too, since we're talking about Solomon. That what I love about the Mooney Twins and me being there and, and learning from somebody who's done it is I'm not a sinner. See, Reverend Ike teaches us that sinning is from the word hamatia, which means to miss the mark. When the archer would shoot for the bullseye and miss it, they say he was sinning. And in the Bible yeah. it says, lean not on your own understanding. That's you people who say, I don't need nobody to teach me nothing. I just go learn it myself. The book can't give you feedback. You can't ask, <laughs> a, ask the book no question. Well, I took the course online, and, uh, you know, so now I think I can do it. You run out there if you want to and try to jump on Forex and go ahead and drop you about three grand in your account, start trading by yourself with nobody holding your hands, and watch how fast they hand your ass to you.
0: they hand you your ass. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
1: That's real. That's real. So a, and if you'd you wanna, be surprised. You nothing wrong with being a hustler, man. There's nothing wrong with being a hustler. My man Hustle University yep. Hotel, who was on the show a couple of weeks ago, he smashed and grabbed down here. I can't even get him on the phone. He was in Tampa. They paid him 7 grand to come down and speak this weekend. He only spoke for 240. He did 245 minute presentations and they gave him a Woo. check for 7,000. Plus he made $3,000 $3, on his spending table one weekend. Woo. And he's in his school system. And he got an afro, and he refuses to wear a tie. And you niggas talking Woo. about the white man is the enemy. And his what name is Hotel. Woo. His uh. name is Hotel. Right. And he's going Woo. up in there with his name is Hotel. Like, I love it. That's because when you're making not, money, look. For, for all, yes. Yes. He's not in That's right. You know why? Because they all respect and bow down to money. If you come in there butt naked and you're making money, they all got to bow down to money. They will bow down to the money before they will bow down to information. So, So they will bow down to that money, man, and that's the power of learning how to make it. You see, not somebody else making it, but you being able to make it. Not turning over your money to somebody else, but you being able to make it. And when you have this kind of information, you'd be surprised how people start giving you money because they want you to trade it. And then what do you do? You trade it for them, but at the same time, you get a cut of it. So it becomes a a home-based business for you. Indeed. Indeed. It's special. I want to ask you, brothers, brothers about uh, one of the newest and fastest-growing industries that's taking the – the economic world by storm and that's crowdfunding. Okay. How many uh people on the line are familiar with crowdfunding?
0: Not me, yeah, not at all. Tell me about it.
1: Oh, no problem. I had get I to remember me? you mentioned it before on the radio hey. a show yeah, a few times me ago me. that ain't that what the nation of Islam do when they pull out them chicken buckets? Nah, <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> We, we talking about we talking about some we talking about the real deal right here. We're talking about the key, right? One of the keys, one of Solomon's keys that I also want to talk to you about the esoteric aspect of the whole Solomon key thing. But I'm, yes, I'm gonna get on this yes. thing here first. The seal. Mm-hmm. I got I got some research that I want to share with the family because this is one of the keys to pull us out of our condition globally. All right, we could start on a regional national level. But we need to start amongst our network first, and the network the uh the network is already formed, all right The network is already out there. It hasn't fully been put together because in crowdfunding, the way that you become part of the network is with your dollars. you vote you you become a member by supporting all right So the five point one billion dollar future of crowdfunding is more than Kickstarter. that's the name of the article. The concept of offering a few bucks to help, to help out a project might have started to help your friend's new album, but new numbers show it's growing rapidly and turning into a legitimate form of investment. Crowdfunding is booming. More than 1 million campaigns across 308 platforms raised $2.7 billion last year, an increase of 81% in 2011. And that volume is set to almost double in 2013 to $5.1 billion. But if you thought the future of crowdfunding was all about dinky video game pitches and cheerful perks on Kickstarters, you'd be missing something. Going forward, crowdfunding is likely to take on many forms, but more geographically diverse and, for better and worse, look more like big-time investing. Crowdfunding's applications for entrepreneurial ventures have gained traction. Massolution, which specializes in crowdfunding research, says volumes in North America grew 105% last year to 1.6 billion, and in Europe to 65% to 945 million. And that together, the two regions account for 95% of all transactions. Up to now, the biggest category of campaigns has been social causes. But Mass Solution expects to see entrepreneurs and business take up a bigger share in 2013. At the same time, it also sees more lending, equity, where fundings get a share, where funders get a share of the business, and royalties, where revenue is shared, crowdfunding. In 2013, it forecasts crowdfunding lending to reach $2.1 billion and equity base to hit $166 million. Crowdfunding first gained popularity as a way to fund creative, philanthropic, philanthropic, and social endeavors. The popularity prevails, but crowdfunding's application for entrepreneurial ventures has gained traction as well, especially crowdfunding models with financial return, the report says. Okay? So... They say that there's 250 sites in the works, and of those, 40 are aimed at particular activities. Instead of multi-category platforms like Indiegogo, it expects to see specific sites for social causes, science and technology, and real estate. So that goes into what Brother Polite has been doing with the real estate. That goes into what other people are doing with their real estate. Just imagine, family. Just imagine for this one moment. I'm trying my best not to get crunk. I want to just be real, you know. I want to contain myself because I can get passionate about these things because it it it, it it's at our fingertips right now, yeah. and a lot of us are suffering for no no reason, no reasons whatsoever. The only thing that's stopping us is us. Okay, you don't have to do any kind of thing. You don't have to change your your your, your uh. You, you know what I mean? Like you don't have to become. You don't have to expatriate. You don't got to rip up your social security card. You don't have to post <laughs> on Facebook. Yes, sir. You don't yes, have to sir. leave your wife because she's not conscious. You don't have to do none of these things to be a part of crowdfunding. All you have to do yes, is agree that you're going to support somebody in their cause until you yourself become you know, an entrepreneur, and you have a cause, and then the same people that you support who are now in business and now profitable, they'll turn around and they'll support your cause because it's a network. Why do white people get this and we don't? Gods and so goddesses, why don't we get this? So so, so, you're trying to tell us that crowdfunding
0: is a new word for a susu. Yeah.
1: Crowdfunding has took susu. To a whole nother level yes.
0: Yeah, on You Uh huh.
1: You have people who have You have people who are saying They're they creating campaigns that say This is what the brother Tariq Nasheed did With Hidden Colors Part 2 Tariq Nasheed created a campaign He Said I'm going ahead And I'm going to film Part 2 of Hidden Colors Then he showed footage of him standing next to the Old Meg head I'm doing this because I want to bring hidden information that's not going to be taught to our people in colleges and schools where they're paying for education and they're being lied to, okay? They're not going to learn this stuff in the traditional sense of the history channel or in college campuses. I need your support. I'm looking for, um, I think he asked for $30,000. He went over the limit. The people supported him over the limit. I think he raised about 50 stacks. That's what crowdfunding is, family. And white people was giving him money. People of all denominations, colors and backgrounds, whatever you want to call it, they were the ones funding him. So it's not about it's not about what you may deem as your circle anymore. It's about how powerful is your cause. And how 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 um how trendy is your invention? Get out the box. Mm. Get out the box. Not about the small circle anymore The small circle will not feed you They will not support you And they will damn sure not bring your dreams to life If you depend on them And I'm sorry I, I don't mean to be so harsh about it But case studies have shown That niggas have died broke Waiting for some damn donations
0: Yeah
1: Okay yeah. Yeah. I'll break, out, I'll That's break real. out a book I'll break out the world's greatest people, um, Men and women of color Volume 1 and 2 authored by J.A. Rogers, and 85% of those great women and men in that book die penniless with no teeth, all right? They got their backs turned on them by their own people. and these are, I'm talking George Washington Carver types. Yes. So miss me with all, I'm I'm, I'm really not drinking the Kool-Aid to think that we're going to be saved by people who are just spectating all of the time, and they don't want to do nothing. uh, uh. That's real. Pump faking, pump faking, People are losing their lives, family. People are losing their houses. People are losing their families. People are losing their livelihood. People are losing their minds out here. It's, it's niggas walking up and down Harlem talking to themselves with no Bluetooth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was very, and they were very smart. They, had, they, they were geniuses before that, but they lost yeah. it because they did not get the yeah. support that they needed. So what I'm saying is there's a saving grace that's taking place right now. The Internet represents. The new world order. It's a global community. Get off of the race thing. Like I said, yep. this is a think tank. We all know that it's about our people. We all know that we're raising ourselves up, family. Believe me, I'm not bailing out. I'm not saying that it's not about us. It's all about us. You know what I'm saying? It's all about raising yep. us up. But at the end of the day, when it comes to funding, when it comes to projects, because you make, cause we don't go into PC Riches or Best Buy and say, who made this iPod? Was it a white man? Well, I would to support that. Who is a video game? Was it an Indian? Well, they they don't give the Nagas enough, you know, they don't give the Travidians any kind of uh, support, so I'm not supporting. You don't ask those questions.
3: You go ahead and
1: support. So in order for the product to be created, these people had to get funding. These people had to have somebody to believe in them. And if it was a white person or Asian or somebody else who funded them, you think they turned that down? You think nope. they had qualms and they threw their religion? Oh, I'm Islamic and you're a Christian. I won't take your money. This is how deep what you're saying goes. Daryl and I are with the company. We, we had a person on uh, a while ago called uh, Royal Network. The Royal Network is 50% owned by a white lady, 50% owned by black folk. Now, this white lady is a master option trader. She learned how to trade options by a black man who had his own company called, his name was Terry Harris. So she started her own because some things went down where they put their brother in jail, for some stuff that everybody knew, but they wanted to make uh, an example out of him because he had so many black folks making money through option trading. And this was before the Wiz, Coach uh, 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 Coyier. So this... uh this lady, she, she raised her money to start the company, the Royal Network, through black folk. That's why they're 50% of the owners. Now, they have a thriving company. Daryl and I are spokespersons and head uh, stock market traders for the company and also uh, self-development trainers and network marketing trainers. But the point is, when you talk about raising those funds, it didn't matter what race. It was the spirit, it was the energy, and they were on the same page. Now, we call her the Tina Marie of network marketing and option trading because guess who she trains? 99% train? of the company is black folks. Okay? And she, she mm-hmm. gives you information that the top white traders, the top international traders, gets. That's the information that she gives 65-year-old grandma who never traded in her life teaches her a style that she can learn easily, and she can get up in the morning and make money through the stock market. Okay, I'm talking about we're doing calls and puts and covered calls and straddles and and naked puts and all and naked calls and all this kind of different uh, trading. And she teaches us the game, and we're becoming masters because of her teaching and her love and her support. And we give it right back to her. And it don't matter that she's white; she's got the vibration. I just want to add on one thing. This is another article because I'm putting together a ebook. You know what I mean to help our family. Like, so I, I don't appear like you know I'm just talking down to the family. I'm 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 hyped. Because I see the potential That we have as a community family I'm hyped Because I see the potential To pull many of us out of our graves You know what I'm saying I'm hyped because I see The key to many of the problems That has this thing stagnated I'm bored right now I'm going to keep it 1,000 Like I'm totally, utterly bored Dealing with this conscious stuff right now Because it's not doing anything
3: It's not Mm. moving
1: at the pace that it's supposed to move I was going over old material that we were doing In 2008, in 2009 And this thing was moving at light speed It is boring right now You gotta sit around and wait for a lecture Two months down the line <laughs> You gotta sit around and wait for People to call you up with empty ass promises This shit is whack It's boring because there's no currency flowing There's no finances It is Teach, teach brother Nah, it's not, it's not what I'm used to. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. coming out of the. I come from the bloodlines of the King Solomon's and things like that. This Sheesh. is not. I'm, I'm not comfortable with this right here. This is not success. This is not godlike. This is not godly, family. We're out here running around changing our names, fronting right now. Like this shit is not godly. And then you got these other these these white people. They running around. They coming up with all kind of shit, technology. Of, uh, what are you do What are you talking about? Like, do you know how hypocritical we look to the world right now? We're not mm. even creating anything.
4: Mm.
1: But a nigga who helps three white women escape and he ate McDonald's and shit. He's the fucking rave of the world. That's what we producing. Mm-hmm. Looking like lot, sexual that's, chocolate. That's, that's, yeah, that's at, that's as high as 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 we are allowed. Don't 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 shoot at my dude, man. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't shoot at my dude. That's unnecessary. Shout out to Charles Ramsey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give him love. Give it, him love. Yeah, Thank he, you. He's keeping he it 100. Me out. You know the best way that he, he knows He them, them right. white folks, and, and actually he was quite articulate. He just looked crazy, but he was quite I, articulate I, yeah, I saw, when he talked. I don't I don't know what the deal is like in terms of people saying that he was ratchet and everything. He was very coherent. He articulated yeah. himself very well. Yes. He may have been the most coherent, quote unquote, black person that I've seen on TV for a while.
3: That's right. That was
1: the blow to me. I was like, oh, like where has this been? You know what I'm saying? He was very clear and coherent. Did you think so? I thought he was. Animated. I thought he, but I saw it. I mean, when I saw the picture, I said, "Oh, this is a wild-looking brother." But when he was talking, he was he was engaging, he was listening, he was communicating, he explained himself very well. I was like, wow, okay."
0: He, he and the most the of all, he by. saved yeah. he saved them, folks. He saved them. That's a powerful yeah, thing.
1: Yeah. He, he he got an arrow he do, he, but, You can't take that from but, him. But, but he do. No but he, he do. He, 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 he do need to go see Reverend Sharpton's barber, though. Yeah, he was a hero, though. He's a hero, man. That's a real hero. And, you know, and the, the beauty hero. of it is that the, uh, the creator don't care what it looks like or what it sounds like. A hero can come in any which way or form, and that's what we forget about because in these movies, the hero always got to look perfect, always sound perfect, Dress perfect, and here comes the reality where a hero is just a hero and can come any way, shape, or form. If Jesus came back with with a hunchback, we we wouldn't believe him. Right. Mm -hmm. A hero. I just just wanted wanted to share this one thing about another company and the power of God. Before you do that, Greg, can you open up Coyier's line? All right. Be mindful of 11, got 11, 11 coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Coach Kaya calling from the three three six. I just want to read this real quick, and then we're gonna let we're gonna go into this meditation, and hopefully we could tap into the power of the collective family.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, the collective. How many people are on the call tonight? Where we got fifty one in the chat room, fifty in the thing, and it's about a hundred listening that didn't log in. This is what crowdfunding is. If everybody put $5 up for a project, not for personal, not for no personal use, let's say that we had a 10-year-old or something or a baby or, or a young adult or a sister or brother or a single parent who had a product that they wanted to fund or they had a product or an invention that they needed some funding for or they wanted to launch a website or they wanted to incorporate their company for $300. You know what I mean? That's what crowdfunding does. That's mm. what it allowed. This is a story. They said, after a rejection by Kickstarter, the co-founders of Lockitron, mm. Cameron Robertson and Paul Gerhardt, decided to follow the footsteps of app.net and take pre-orders for their innovative deadbolt add-on directly. The gamble paid off, big time. The initial goal of $150,000 pre-orders was hit within 24 hours. Now, just five days after launching, the company has $1,500,000 in pre orders. This is their story told by Cameron. These dudes got a, a, an invention where you could put, you could lock your door from your iPhone anywhere in the world. Okay? And I, I got, wow. I got, I mean, wait till you see this book that I got, man, I'm putting together, family. Like, it. Reading this stuff, it just shows me how much we have been completely, complete. I feel like I'm mentally masturbating right now. I'm going to have to go to Masturbators Anonymous because <coughs> we're not doing nothing. We're not doing yeah. nothing. We're playing ourselves. Yeah. We're jumping over gold bars for pennies. Real talk. All of the vendors yeah. supposed to be on Kickstarter getting all of their campaigns funded right now. Hmm. Hmm. We all we all are creators. We all have products. All of these lecturers who have come on the show have about five or six campaigns just with the information that they presented on the show. They should be in the millions at this point. That's
0: right. We gotta yeah. talk about this. Yeah. So let's
1: go what with you this. No meditation. Okay. Coach are you with us? Yeah, I'm driving though. You're gonna have to. I, I want to bring it in, but it's
0: all so good.
1: Nah, it's so I good. want we you to say, good. Coach Kaya, yeah, you know, I, I I do be, you know, we don't, we don't know Sister Myra's son personally, and we don't know Sister Myra as personally as you do. So I don't want to miss this opportunity, you know, for us to send some love and light to Sister Myra as well as Delbert Blair as well as the family. Of uh, Malcolm Shabazz as well So if you could just say some words Just to put it You know put it in motion We'll take it from there What's happening with Delbert Blair Delbert Blair Lost his son Three weeks ago And Sister Myra Lost her son Yesterday Or the day before okay. yesterday And now Malcolm's grandson has been lost. And to put it into perspective, they are now waiting to help us. They are now in a stronger position of power. Their relatives who have been left here need our support, though. Sister Myra needs our support. Deborah Blair needs our prayers. They may be juggernauts with information, but they are still parents. Parents are not supposed to bury their children. Children are supposed to bury their parents. So if we could all keep in mind and send protection and send loving support, energy, and healing and recovery to the blows that have been dealt to our leaders, that would really, really help on a, on a large on a large scale, so please, as we concentrate on letting go of our own personal fears, we still send out our prayers and love and a green healing light to ours who have who in the family who have lost lost you know children in the last couple of weeks indeed, indeed, well, let's get into this family. Own pad me Money,
0: all they they not not have a money.
1: Peace, peace, peace All right, peace to the family Um just going to give it a few seconds Let everybody settle back in I'm going to open up the blues line first Blue, are you with us? Now I'm gonna go ahead and open up coach coach you with us. See si, senor. Alright. Now Mooney twins. Yes sir, we're here. Yes, All right now. There. Yes sir, yes sir. Alright.
3: Yes,
1: Peace yes, sir. to the family, welcome back from the uh meditation. Hopefully everybody had a beautiful journey. You know what I mean? Um you know in times like this. You could uh always you don't have to wait till eleven eleven all the time to just meditate and take advantage of uh the many the many different meditations that they have up on YouTube, so you know feel free to indulge in that, but um, yeah, back to what we were talking about, I wanted to ask the brothers about the actual keys of Solomon, all right, we're getting a little occult and esoteric right now, no. but um. I don't know if you were, if the family was aware of the Keys of Solomon, which are actually what is the actual book is called a grimoire. And um, a grimoire is a magical book. It's a book of magic. Now, inside of the Keys of Solomon are what is called sigils. Sigils are drawings. They're symbols, and... Um, they are been known to have magical properties similar to what the family may recall when we watch certain movies and we see them draw pentagram circles and light candles around them and do rituals. Don't get spooky, okay? Because you're dealing with people who have took your information, they took your magic, they took your practices, they took everything that you did, they created something called the Inquisition, which was a 700 year campaign to basically spook you the hell out. Okay? So, a lot of these practices were stuff that the Moors were doing in Europe. They attribute the Book of Solomon to the. Uh, it, it surfaced during the Italian Renaissance. Okay? And it represents what they call Renaissance magic. Renaissance magic simply is magic that was basically taken after the defeat of the Moors. Their, their Renaissance was on our backs. They they basically had a Renaissance once they defeated us. So it's basically it is as if like America went into Iraq and then ten years later, you know, they were talking about a Sumerian Renaissance. We all know how, where that Renaissance came from. You know what I'm saying? It came from Iraq. So um these grimoires or these these magical books that um you know they they that they, they, they call the uh, Keys of Solomon, they were filled with these talismans and these grimoires. I mean, they were filled with these sigils and these talismans, and it was said that you can summon spirits, angels, and demons alike to do your bidding. Okay? So, um, I believe, well, how many is this? 77 to be exact. I believe there are 77 you know what I mean? I, I can't read their names over the uh, air because these are magical names. One of the deities' name is Azazil. Similar to our brother Azariah that comes on the show. But they were very powerful. Um, a lot of the uh, occult lodges, a lot of these movements, quote-unquote Illuminati and things like that, deal with these grimoires. They have these grimoires the libraries. They deal with these sigils and things of that nature. So is uh are are you fellas familiar with any of that, Ronnie Yeah, I'm what I'm familiar with is the fact that the seal of Solomon, the six pointed star of the dar or the star of David, which is also in the Kemetan temples, uh that star has a lot of power of it and they also say that Solomon that people don't know about, uh we know him as a wise man and as a wealthy man, but also that he was a very esoteric man and a cult man, and that he could literally master demons and he was a healer. But people don't know about that, and there's lots of tremendous esoteric mythical stories around him that some say are very, very true. But if he was able to accumulate that kind of power, you know he had to have some stuff coming with it because the the philosophy or the theory of a cult philosophy says, of a cult says that the difference between good and evil, listen, family, the difference between good and evil is just a few degrees apart. So what that means is we all can use the same kind of magic, but what is our intention? Indeed, it's the intention behind it that define whether it's quote unquote good or evil. It goes exactly. back to what the Oba was saying about the the, the void of um, quote unquote morality. Morality being yes. a concept. You know what I'm saying? Because if I'm doing something for the good of my family, and it may be against somebody that's trying to harm my family, that person's family will call me evil, but my family will exactly. say I'm doing
2: something good.
1: Mhm. Exactly. You're yeah. absolutely right. When when you talked about earlier the magic and the esoteric and occult information that's being used against us, and we've got to know that Benjamin Banneker. That more that more man is the brother who gave them a lot of that information to set up Washington D.C. with the uh, obelisk and the Oval Office representing the vagina and the penis and all the they say that you can the door of. Uh, of the White House, if you open up that door went straight through it goes all the way and points directly in line with the Great Pyramids of Egypt, so or him. so we're talking about some serious esoteric science that was shared with them by Benjamin Banneker of course, of course yeah so so again, that's when we talk about the differences a few degrees apart, and we're and but they've uh, they they put it out there where we as common people are afraid of that information but while it's used against us. And there's also a lot of magic in all the holy scriptures if you look at it in a magical way. And I want to say this, too. There's a book, and everyone should get this. It's a self-development money book. Catch, check this title out. It's right in my hand. The richest man who ever lived, King Solomon's secrets to success, wealth, and happiness. The richest man who ever lived, King Solomon's secrets to success, wealth, and happiness. I just want to break, I want to uh, add on and just read a brief description of the Key of Solomon. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm really saying this because I have a Real, real, real funny feeling that these quote-unquote powerful families, powerful people, these boogeymen, you know, these tycoons and moguls and robber barons, they're tapping in to some kind of magic and it's definitely built around this whole King Solomon thing, like you brothers were saying earlier. This whole worship that you see in the graveyards of them being buried in obelisks temples and things of that nature. Um, you know, all of these comedic uh temples and, and, and um, you know, it is it's Ptolemy, you know what I mean? It's from the it's their their whole Ptolemy thing, but it goes back into the whole King Solomon thing as well. Alright? Mhm. Especially especially within the lodges. That is very huge. Alright. The Key of Solomon is divided into two books. It describes not the appearance or work of any spirit, but only the necessary drawings to prepare each experiment, or, in more modern language, magical operations. Look how many people jumped out of the chat. Unlike later grimoires, such as the Pseudo-Monoarchia Damien or the Legamentan, The key of Solomon does not mention the signature of the 72 spirits constrained by King Solomon in a bronze vessel. It wasn't 77, it was 72. As in most medieval grimoires, all magical operations are ostensibly performed through the power of God, to whom all the invocations are addressed. Before any of these operations are performed, the operator must confess his sins and purge himself of evil, invoking the protection of God. Elaborate preparations are necessary, and each of the numerous items used in the operator's experiments must be constructed of the appropriate materials obtained in the prescribed manner at the appropriate astrological time. Marked with a specific set of magical symbols and blessed with his own specific words. All substances needed for the magic drawings and amulets are detailed, as well as the means to purify and prepare them. Many of the symbols incorporate the transistors Fluvi occult alphabet, all right? I'm sure that um, our occultists are familiar with that alphabet. That's the alphabet that makes that rocky, and some of these rappers nowadays are incorporating into what they're doing. According to the mythical history of the document, as recorded in its introduction, Solomon wrote the book for his son, Rehoboam, and commanded him to hide the book. In, his, um, in his, his scepter Upon his death After many years the book was discovered By a group of Babylonian philosophers Repairing Solomon's tomb None could interpret the text Until one of them Liho Grevis, Suggested that they should entreat the Lord For understanding The angel of the Lord appeared to him And extracted a promise that he would keep the text Hidden from the unworthy and the wicked After which he was able to read it plainly They then placed the conjuration of the book that the unworthy, the unwise, and those who did not fear God would not attain the desired effect from any of the workings contained therein. So book one of Key of Solomon contains conjurations, invocations, and curses to summon and constrain spirits of the dead and demons in order to force them to do the operator's will. It also describes how to find stolen items, Become invisible, gain favor and love, and so on. Ain't that every nigga's dream? Yep. Book 2 yep. yep. describes various purifications which the operator, termed exorcist, should undergo. How they should clothe themselves, how the magical implements used in their operations should be constructed, and what animal sacrifices should be made to the spirits. Yep. Okay? And that family yeah. is a brief, that's only a brief description of what we're dealing oh, yeah. with with the Solomon. Some of the things I've never, I, I know that Bobby deals with that. I know that Delbert and some other lecturers talked about that, but I ain't going to no lecture hall and there was some keys of Solomon on the blackboard. I ain't never go to no lecture hall. I haven't been to no event where there was a key of Solomon on the floor. Niggas was doing rituals to summon some spirits. It's a lot of talk. Ain't nobody doing it. Yeah. But guess yeah. where they're doing yeah. it at? Guess where they're doing it at? Right down the block, we're we in New York City. Right down the block. Everybody everybody always talks about the Illuminati. This shit is like, you know, it's just funny to me. Because on if you're on 125th Street, you're standing on 125th Street of Madison, the, exactly 40 blocks away. And this has been... This has been this this is has been what it was since the 30s, since Garvey and all of them was in Harlem, all right? It has never changed. Madison Avenue, 5th Avenue has always been the places where the Illuminati has lived. Mm. And everybody's known that. They only live 40 blocks away from the revolutionaries. But what would niggas do? They'll get in the car and go to Brooklyn and go kill another Negro. They'll go to Queens. Mm. They'll go to Staten Island. They'll get on a plane and go across the damn seas and knock another brother's wig off. But the Illuminati <sighs> starts in the 80s all the way down to the village. They, they proliferate and live all of these areas. You could go on Google and pull up their address. So 40 blocks away from 125th Street, they and their lodges with the keys of Solomon, summoning spirits and sending them ships to Harlem to wreak havoc in your neighborhood. Sending them to Chicago, sending them to Detroit, everywhere where there's lodges and Freemason and all of these quote unquote occult fraternal orders. You know what I mean? Coincidentally, all you can find them all in the areas where it's ratchet. Hmm. They doing the work. Wow. Okay. So they summoning these spirits to put in mutual work on your ass. Whatever sacrifices that the spirits ask of them, no problem. We'll start a war in Iraq and feed you niggas. We'll start a war in Afghanistan and feed you. We'll start a war with North Korea. You want some North Korea blood? That should taste good. We'll feed you. Mm. Israel, mm. we'll feed you some Palestinians. We'll feed you some Syrians. We'll go into biblical we'll go into a bib we're talking about Key of Solomon. So why all the wars in biblical lands? Yeah. And and then you gotta ask the question why <laughs> and people say to kill a here yeah. People people get all convoluted and sacrilegious when you say kill a chicken and eat the heart, or kill a chicken, but yeah. you niggas crowd in Kentucky and Popeyes all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. there's lines outside of Popeyes. Kentucky here yeah. giving away, you know what I mean? Headless birds and all of that. Everybody lined up. But they yeah. complaining about you, one yeah. measly chicken. These crackers is in slaughterhouses killing ten thousand chickens a swat a lot. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. think they don't do rituals? Yeah. And then, and then you got to ask that. the question. You got to ask the question, Bill. Why sixty four thousand plus black women missing in America this last year? You saw it in Cleveland because they're in somebody's basement. That's right. Mm-hmm. You saw it in Cleveland. Mm hmm. This sisters are being kidnapped by the same people that was kidnapping your ancestors and torturing them and doing all kind of things in Europe. In Spain, in Portuguese, in Africa, in Brazil, these are the same people. What you think? Did they go into therapy? Did they get treated for it? Mm-hmm. Did anybody ever address that? There's Buffalo mm-hmm. Bills everywhere you turn around.
2: Mhm. Mhm.
1: People that are coming up missing. Where you think they're at? are part mm-hmm. of these rituals that I just read. Dealing with the Kia Solomon. Did Alex the Crawley? And, and, and the a- what was the Aton Levy and all of them, these Church of Satan, these open, they, I'm talking about open-air Satanists. Tell you to your face, I'm a Satanist, nigga. And what? What you going to do? You can't say nothing to me. Open-air mm-hmm. Satanists, walking around with, with, with pentagrams all over them. Yeah, they're the mm-hmm. ones taking these babies, taking these young sisters, taking these prostitutes. You know what I mean? Tying them up, kidnapping them, and doing all things to them. Got them all in their dungeons.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because this is a sick society. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're turning our people out. They're touching them little boys. They're touching the girls. They've been touching people since slavery. It's like a vampire. They'll bite your ass and turn you into them. That's yep. what we're dealing yep. with. I was on a train, not to put it on my Facebook, I was on the train yesterday with 4 10-year-old lesbians. And then somebody asked me, well, how did you know that they was a lesbian? Hmm, let me guess. Maybe because they was on the train talking about eating box. Mm -hmm. while she was sitting on the other 10-year-old's lap. And then all of these damn adults was on the train playing with Temple Run, Angry Birds, and all of this dumb shit on their phones and whatnot, and they they didn't act like they heard it or they saw it. I had to get up and say something. But well, this is a society that we have been. I, I feel like I have reincarnated into Sodom and Gomorrah. This is the society that we are part of now, and this shit is because of these sick bastards. They they socially engineered, they genetically engineered, and they have forms of magic where they have our people under a sick ass spell. Please believe me. Yep. Yep. Please believe me. This is spiritual family. It's scientific and it's spiritual. They said. They said science is magic. It's magical. This is a fucking spell. People don't just wake up and want to do these things. Okay? These TVs and computers are casting spells nonstop.
0: Nonstop.
1: So, back to what I was saying about the crowdsourcing. If the family don't want to get their thing together and come together, I don't want to hear about... Because people are off, and say, but well, you know, they, like, they they always debating in the community. That don't got nothing to do with you. It's only two people up there when they debate. Why people keep wearing that shit? That has nothing to do with you. If you're not in the debate, why is you worrying about a debate? When that person <laughs> got washed off, when he got washed up in the debate, did you lick his wounds? Did you have to nurse him back to health? So why the hell are you concerned about a debate? Or what the, what the ramifications of the, you mean to tell me that that's going to stop our movement? Because niggas have a debate once a year That's a cop out That don't got nothing to do with you Unless you worship a man mm-hmm. Brush your shoulders off Get off of the emo stuff And let's get on our job family and, and and you can have a J-O-B I'm not banging on nobody With a nine to five no more Because we got to survive out here But we should be able to have a contention plan A five to ten year plan to find a way how to get out of the plantation Or build your own damn plantation If need be You understand Because somebody got to work But it shouldn't have to be you You shouldn't have to be slaving in the future <laughs> We're living in the future We don't live in the past no more We're living in the future Cause is about to fly Niggas is still slaving They got 2 million of us behind bars Legal slaves Then they got a few hundred million of us Inside of corporate America Corporate slaves we can't continue this family. We can't build a nation like this. We are a beggar nation at this point. This is not. This shit is not sexy. This is not what it is. This is not godlike. Niggas talking about oh we made it and all of that. Fifth dimension. You know what I'm saying? We the, the mothership. The mothership ain't coming to get you. <laughs> <laughs> the
3: That's mothership real. ain't
1: really coming to get you. It's some crackers in Sedona and California and other places that have stand a bigger chance of getting lifted up out of here because they be on their job. They don't just talk about this shit. They're living it. So,
3: wow, Monies. stuff, money Powerful stuff.
1: Who's this? Is that Bluefield? Monies. Don't be scared Blue- to tell them people on the phone, man. Tell them how good them Europeans be doing spirituality out here in California, man. Tell these <laughs> things. They need to hear
2: man. Might it's called Hollywood, man. <laughs>
1: Tell them how they do it does, spirituality out here. Ain't nothing more magical and uh, uh, spell casting than Hollywood. Y'all know that. Holly, 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 wood, wood, wood. That's the magic stick that the witches use The holly from the holly tree. Hollywood, casting spells, man. That's all Hollywood does every, every day. And then through media, through uh, television, through radio, you have social engineering. And then folks start – Work living out a script that they think they wrote, but that's been written for them, but it's being processed through their subconscious mind. And it's like a tape that's being recorded in the subconscious mind. So you're walking around like a robot and think you made it up, but you've been told to kill your brother, to kill your sister, to hate yourself. You've been told that over and over and over again through generations. And you are living out a reality that's been created for you. And now, as the brothers are saying, we have the power to break the spell. With awareness, man, you got to wake up out of the dream world. Wake up and create your own reality. But first got to know what reality do you want to create? Because if you don't create it for yourself, it's going to be created for you. Okay, you you got women out here with fake asses, with fake lips, with fake hair. You got women with dicks, and it's coming out. It's coming out. There, all these closet homos are coming out. You know, all these rappers, you notice know, they they dating these and they getting with these tra- training women,
0: the chicks with dicks. Okay, who told them that that was sexy? <laughs>
1: Somebody programmed that into the minds of the man to say that's what I want instead of a woman, and I'm tired of hearing these brothers talk about it's so much coochie out here, I get so much coochie that now I want some man booty? Are you kidding? After two days, you want some new coochie? I don't care how much you get. Give me a break. You was gay from the get-go, so I don't want to hear it. But that's what Hollywood does. Hollywood effeminizes you. Hollywood breaks your manhood down, especially a black man breaks you down. It breaks you down because it tells you, no, no, you can't be strong. You can't be uh, tall. You can't be proud. You can't be honorable and play this role. You got to learn how to play a chump. And then you up here reading the script, okay, I'm a chump. I'm a drug addict. I'm I'm a crack dealer. I'm a this. I'm a bad. I'm in service to the white man. When you're acting that out stuff out, you program it into your subconscious mind because original acting, man, was done in the villages of original and aboriginal and primal people, but they were acting out the gods and the goddesses. They weren't acting out the chumps, okay? But you see on screen... Chumps being acted out, and that stuff processes to you, the, those who are watching it, into your subconscious mind, and therefore we are entertained by Atlantic House Atlanta housewives, and we think that's cute, and while we laughing, we laughing ourselves right out of consciousness. Yes, okay, I I have, because Yeah, yeah, and then when you have ignorance with wealth. Because the wealth is magic within itself. Ignorance with wealth and glamour, you're looking at the wealth and you're looking at the glamour, but you're being programmed with the ignorance. Same thing with gangster rap. You're being programmed with the ignorance. And that's why people got to wake up and see what's before them. That's why we're looking for conscious millionaires, conscious billionaires, because consciousness with wealth power, can really turn this thing around, okay? And you ain't got to wait for the Savior, for the Oprah Winfrey, for the Tyler Perry, for the this one, for the that one, and you living your wealth and your life, your fantasy of wealth through them, thinking that they're going to come and save you. No, they got their own agenda. You got to save yourself.
0: Got to okay? save yourself,
1: family. You got you to save not. yourself. Teach. You got to save yourself, man. We live out our fantasies through others. What do we say, man? Uh, we yeah. should uh, – Oprah Winfrey should do this with her money. Uh, so-and-so should do this with that money. This rich basketball yeah. player should come in the community.
0: Michael, Yeah. yeah you, you know what
1: I mean? We're with always talking about and, and Beyonce. They a billion. They, they got a billion. They a billion together. We made it. Yeah. No, yeah. we did not make it. That that's that's part of the plan, that's part of the trick right there. Yeah, yep. you could use him as inspiration. I use Jay Z, certain things that he's done, certain things that he said, some of his hooks. It's inspiring. So I know how to interpret yep. it. I know how to interpret it. But I damn sure ain't waiting for Sean Carter to make me the man that I am. You understand? Know exactly. what I'm saying? I'm not waiting for him to put some I'm I'm not I'm not shaking no cups around Jay Z. We got to do it ourselves, family. Or exactly. all, all the brothers are saying is this. They have a program. We just introduced to you, a what, what do we say, a $5 billion program. They're, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like nobody is stopping us at the end of the day. The only thing that yep. we needed was numbers. <laughs> we got the numbers. We got the yep. numbers. What else do we need? Well, trust. We need trust. These people trust yeah. each other. But you mean to tell me that you can't trust your own people? But I see yep. people in the chat room talking about we need to get rid of white people, get them off the planet, and all of that stuff. But they trust each other, even with their even with their wickedness. Yeah. You got wicked people trusting wicked people to do some things for each other. So you mean to tell me that the loftiest people on the planet? You mean you mean to tell me that the people with the benevolent souls don't trust each other? to advance each other, this this crowdfunding thing could buy land. This crowdfunding thing yep. could build a city. This crowdfunding thing could create businesses, the next Google or the next YouTube family. We talked about this before, that you have babies in your household, young crystals and indigos that are the next Bill Gates or the next, yep. um, what's, the, what's the other boy? Steve um, hey, Jobs. You know what I'm saying? The next Bob Johnson, yep. the May BT. You got billionaires amongst you, and they already come wired. They have come tech. Yep. They came to this planet tech savvy. They know how to build apps. They know how to build websites. They know how to build concepts. They know how That's to create. Right. Ideas. They know how to. They have creativity. They have imaginations. All yep. I'm trying to say is this: we, the revolution, will not be televised. It will be digitized. Nope. Get on your job. Stop playing. The internet is a tool that you can use to become powerful. Stop hey, playing yeah. games. I'm tired of the games. Like I will disappear and you'll never hear from me again. I'm getting fuck. I'm 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 really at point nine at this point. And you and you know I'm not saying it. I'm not saying it like I'm that dude like y'all need me or nothing. But I have I have so many ideas. I have so much to do in this short lifespan. You know what I mean. Oh, red, pe- red, pil-
3: red here, pill, red around,
1: pill, red pill, red Waiting on people to
0: activate.
1: Red it, it, pill. It, it, what's up?
0: You just miss your brother, man. Shut
1: up. I mean. See have <laughs> this radio, with twins separate but they live with different sides of the country. They,
3: they get ten. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. Have I'm a have mad. a
1: fundraiser for the twins to get back together so they can be happy again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna start a Kickstarter campaign. Give me back some food, damn it! I need two thousand dollars, but now for real, for real, real, real they got hot. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we, are, we, are, we are a we are community full of geniuses. We are a community full of inventors. We are a community full of just, I mean, we are Imhotep.
4: That's right. George yep.
1: Washington Carver, Marcus Markey. We are it. We are them come back. We have yep. reincarnated to really turn it up as a collective, though, this time. I don't know what lecturers came out before and said that this is the age of individuality and it's not the age of collectiveness. Look at where they are now. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah. It's not what it is This is the age of collectiveness Look at the internet Look at what's going on It's the age of networks You see something that's the key though Pill I mean Never in the history of the time Literally Have we seen Conscious Social activists Spiritual uh, uh, Healthy eaters Consciousness Instead of being uh, New black hippies What we call nippies We have become money aware. You know, that's new. So when you talk about everybody, this is a new thing that's never been taught, the area of money and being uh, uh, self-sufficient and have a self-help mentality with everything else, being holistic, being spiritual, ancient spiritual, not Christian spiritual. This is a new model. So, you yep. have to understand that with the new model, we are the leaders of this movement. So, Pioneers. So, we do have to come hard because we got to wake up the people because it is a social movement. The only Breaking way we are sales. going to succeed in a capitalistic system is by economic empowerment. Now, the Negroes understand that, the chicken eaters understand that, but the plant, mostly plant based eaters, and the so-called Black New Age movement have never understood that. We understand how to fuck, tantra. Now we un- we didn't understand. We just learned that. We understand how to eat. We've been knowing that since Dick Gregory came out. We understand how, now we understand how to make money. And like you just said, the Internet? If you can't make money off the Internet, you may as well just kill yourself. I mean, literally. Right. Literally. I mean, for real. This thing right here. I mean, I remember when Dick Gregory used to say this was the most evil thing on the planet was the
0: internet. <laughs> you remember that? And you know, I folks, dead,
1: But but we learned the internet, and and a lot of us learn how to make money. You know, my story. I, I, what made us do it was Dell and I was doing a um, a radio show, and th- we did a radio show, and they was asking us, and all, all of a sudden, this is a big top radio show. And they add they somebody saying um, uh, whatever happened to the twins that was in the fish and save Pittsburgh. So I heard that, so I called the radio show up. I said, Hey, they said uh, somebody asked whatever happened to the Mooney twins uh, who did the fish say save Pittsburgh. Y'all should interview us. They interviewed us. At this time, Dell and I was selling a product called MSM. You know, it gets rid of pain. The whole deal. We get on through the radio show, all of a sudden I get all these emails. About 500 of them. Now, check this out. I didn't know. I was so dumb, I didn't know how to answer them back through my email. Wow. I didn't know nothing about the internet. You know what I went and did? I went and said, I lost all that money. I didn't know that many people would respond. I went to the library and took a free class on internet training. Took Daryl and made him go. He was more more hard headed than me. Made yeah, him I was talking to Dick Gregory, and I said, "I didn't deal with that evil beast." <laughs> <laughs> made Daryl sit down with me. Yeah. In, internet in, in the library. and yeah. take free internet training now. Ninety percent. Of our business, our yep. money is made from the internet. Yep. And all it took was a free class. Some librarian to teach me how to email, and to teach me how to get up on the on the World Wide Web because we didn't have a clue. Yep. 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 It's like the air- it's like the airplane from the train, those who just want to stay on the train and don't want to get on the plane don't get left. That's right. you talking about you you guys doing a radio show you in New York, your brother blue in l a and I see blue on the train all the time he's so cool, always so happy. he's just so happy to see a twin. I'm so happy to see him and <laughs> And and, and And that seaweed drink (laughs) is the bomb. No, it's the bomb. It's the bomb. And and we're able to talk and communicate on the Internet through radio. We don't have to wait on some major deal for somebody to give you a radio show. You can do it yourself. You can get your own sponsorship. You can talk what you want to talk about. You don't have to be critiqued or, uh, or, or you have to change your words because you have a sponsor that don't want you to say this. You can do what you want to do. Dell and I, we can do, uh, I, I'm sure if you go to the Mooney Twins on YouTube, you'll see many videos that we've done. We create our own little mini commercials. We don't have to wait on Hollywood to give us a commercial. We can be foolish twins. We can promote what we want to promote. We don't have to promote Coca-Cola. We can promote any health product. We can promote any uh, 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 business opportunity, any investment opportunity. We can do that on the Internet, and no one is stopping us. So when you get folks talking about Somebody is stopping you. The white man is stopping you. No, no, it's the white man in you that's stopping you. Because nobody has to stop you today because of the power of that internet. I get calls from your show. People around the world That I will probably never meet In my life But because of this radio So it goes around all the world Around the world We get to connect With people that look like us That may be in Europe That may be in the United K- K- Kingdom That may be in the Caribbean That's what we can do together So when you talk about Raising money You don't even have to wait On a meeting Or a lecture to do that You can do it through the radio All they got to do is put money in PayPal. I mean, we tried that, you know. I don't even want to talk about that right now. But listen, we have seven minutes left to the live stream, family, and we have a lot of hands up in the call queue. I apologize to the callers that have been waiting in the call queue to speak to our guest tonight. We were going in so much that we didn't even realize time was flying. I also had my, my Umi on the line earlier, but she jumped off. So uh, shout-out to her. She is going to be coming on the show next week to talk about her experience in Honduras at Dr. Sebi's Healing Village. There was a group oh, that wow. went down there, and they had a monumental, life-changing experience. Wow.
2: Yeah,
1: look forward to that. Now, I mean, is going to come with that fire. But I want to get to these calls. So is everybody cool with that? Yes, yeah. sir. All right, that's what's up. So we're going to get right into it. Coach, you with us, right? Ooh, I don't know if Coach is still with us. Let's see. Oh, Coach. No. Oh, man. Coach, my bad. Yo, I'm getting coach. ready to flex. When you open the mic, let me say something. When you open uh, the mic, I'm not talking tonight. All I'm doing is taking birthdays and showing niggas where the money is at and showing them how to get paid. The Moody's came over here and did all that talking and gave us all that history. I'm in finna, the I'm finna flex. I'm, I'm Cosmo Physician in the night. I hope I cool as listen. I'm finna go in. Anybody asking okay. me tonight and you got your birthday, I'm finna go in and show you where some money is at right now and how to get it right now. Watch this. Word. All right. So we're going to go to our first caller from the five six oh nine. 609 Caller from the 205-609. Peace. Peace. Peace to the guys. Peace to the twins. Peace to Coach Kyrie, the Mooney twins. Um, Thank you all for this presentation. Um, loved it. Uh, this is Mr. E Manhattan calling from Philadelphia. Um, yeah, what's with you? Oh man, everything, everything. This, is, this show is right on point. Um, I was actually about to call the Mooney Twins because I was looking for a. Um, they put something up about an investment program. It begins with the with the word gold. I just can't remember the rest of it, and I couldn't find it online, and I couldn't find it in my email. But um I'll call you guys later for that. But so I am a part of the uh the wealth portal. Thank you for that. I am taking the Forex the training. Um I don't have the two fifty, but I am taking the free ones and I will get with you when I get that revenue up. Um but I have to make my KTL donation prior to that, so you know, give me some time.
0: Um <laughs> yeah, love
1: it. To answer Coach Kair, I believe it is correct me if I'm wrong. I believe it is um Harry S. Truman on the one hundred thousand dollar bill. And um yeah, I, I actually just got a new issue of Money Magazine and look who's on tonight, so boom. So, you know, thank you for that. That
0: was just uh
1: that was the answer to answering everything that I was asking since the Taurus New Moon. But um I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stay too long. I got some I got some money bars that I like to drop on the family. Oh, please share that with us. Okay. Here we go. While having a talk with my inner self, I asked, I'm sorry, let me start that again. While having a talk with my inner self, he asked, Why well, try? It's almost the end of wealth. He told me it's no point in chasing this change. I said, Money only a means to keep score of the game. Touche was his response as we continued to talk. He said, You made some great steps in this continuous walk. I said, why, when I try to stand, do I continue to fall? He said, your legs are not strong, so just continue to crawl. Before long, someone will pass the baton, and you'll get a chance to run it. And hunger won't be an issue, so you'll get past the stomach, straight to the heart of things, and you're who they call a king when souls are instinct eternally linked like slaughter rings. So I'll follow his commandments and orderings as much as I can because I still think like a human being. But when your legs are stronger, you too will face the storm and not have to swim because you could walk on the face of water. I'll obey his orders. I think I get it now.
2: Forty-four gun
1: Salute. Good looking for that. Good looking, Lord. You know what I mean? We always, I don't think at at this point, show incomplete without some balls from you, man. So salute for that. Thank Uh, you, brother. You've done monumental work with us. You know what I'm saying? So salute for the work that you put in. And I know when we get this funding, this Kickstarter crowdsourcing thing going, that uh, we're going to be able to build with you about some projects that we can help you fund as well. You know what I mean? Because it's about, like, my ultimate dream is to have 100 projects up there right now that we could all, that we are all part of and we are all participating in, that we could all go to. Like, if I I go out during the day and I come up and I walk in the house and I might got $20 to spend or, or to help, I'm putting that on your campaign. I'm putting that on your project. Vice versa, and, and, and let that let that feed everybody. Let that be the susu, because at the end of the day, we'll be funding projects and ideas that are going to grow exponentially once we're able to, you know what I mean, once they're able to grow some legs. Then we can employ people. Then we can start hiring people. Then people don't talk about, oh, I'm waking up to go get a job and all that, the job market ain't hiring. No, yeah, we're not hiring. <laughs> We're creating jobs. We don't do the that higher, we don't go to try to get no jobs. We're gonna create the jobs at this point so we can hire others. That's right. You know, we be- will work for us. But um the show is about to the live stream, I'm gonna get to the callers. The live stream is about to cut. Um I'm gonna drop this link in the family. Me and A. a. Rashid just finished a video called Dreams. You know what I'm saying? I want you all to check that out. You know what I mean? Leave a comment on the page. Let us know how you feel it. We are officially in the music, film, slash, video game. We're going to be also offering our services to do work for other artists out there. It's going to be a full package, studio time, video, promotions, and everything. But we'll get to that at another time. Call the number 347-637-2135. Please call it like, right now. Three four seven six three seven two one three five and For all of the family, love and light. I'll see y'all next Tuesday, 9 p.m. Match. On Saturday, tomorrow, we got a special show with Papa New, Part 3 of Papa New speak, 9 p.m. You can make it, check us out. It's not a drop dot um but We'll be back on Tuesday and Friday. Like I said, Mama Phil is going to be in the building. Hey, take sweet. Can, let me give out some information too. Uh, oh, somebody else? Give out money. I mean, give out your information, Mooney, for it. My bad. Yeah, well, I want to say this because I don't know. If you're with the Wealth Portal, I can't think of anything with a G, but I'm sure you're getting the newsletter. So, uh, thewealthportalinc.com people can go to thewealthportalinc.com. You can also email me at mooneysuccess at yahoo.com for any questions. We have another forex training coming up starting May 21st. We also have a teleconference that we're doing it's called Transformational Prosperity Weekend that we're doing for two days where we're going to cover uh millionaire mindset, fake face, black heart. That's the secret that the super rich use. the warrior mind. We're also going to talk about sex for our prosperity. And also uh, we're going to talk about investing. It's going to be a four-parter. It's going to only be $49, dollars forty nine ninety five to be a part of. It's going to be wonderful. You're going to get a lot of information. And also, it's a sister out of uh, South Africa who created a business out of Belize. It's a new cash flow program that's like Zeke and another company put together, and she is taking it out. She's in Belize. She's got people getting paid. I saw somebody with a $30,000 account. Our money is going like crazy, and she got it where you can start off for free. She gives you 100 points, which is like $100. So if you don't have no money, get with this. It only takes you three minutes of putting up an ad a day like you did with Zeke. She then took the game to another level, a sister out of South Africa who's running the business from Belize. If you don't get with that, something crazy and something wrong with you. It's free to get in, and your money will grow like crazy, so don't be scurred. Don't be worried about these programs uh 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 ending cuz they go end. you know why? Cuz they cash flow programs. What does that mean? Don't hold on to it like an investment. Get your money out. And then when you get all your money out, you it's on their dime. You don't care no more. But make that money. You don't know when government's going to close these programs out. These are the new money making revenue share programs that people like us Regular people are creating because they don't want to be broken. They're not depending on them governments. But them governments come after them when they get too big. So get your money and stop tripping and keep it moving. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Believe me, it's better than going to a nine to five. Can I give out my contact information? Yes, indeed. I got i I'm always offering a special. I'm the hustler on the block, all right. And I want to offer some results. If you go to ancestormoney.info, www.ancestormoney.info, I explain the whole game of how to burn ancestor money and put some money on your books. What the field's been talking about tonight, and about what the movie twins been talking about tonight. It's going to work if you honor your ancestors. Why do it by yourself? Why do it by yourself when you can bring your ancestors in? Why are you want to try to do it and your ancestors sabotage your efforts? Because if they don't have it and they see you over here trying to eat because you ain't been putting them on their books, it's going to be ugly for you. Anybody who gets a package, I'm doing something for you. This is what I'm doing. I'm doing a money reading this week, the whole Taurus the whole new moon in Taurus energy, where's your money? Anybody who gets a reading from Coach here, the next 20 people, you get a free bag of the ancestor money. And the ancestor bag of money, I got eight $5 billion bills, eight $1 billion bills, I got eight $100 billion bills, and I got eight $10,000 bills. Now, i show you how to burn it and you need to burn it two days per week. When you get your reading, I'm going to show you what are your best two days to do your money offering. I'm giving you the technique. People say, well, the field say, well, ain't nobody showing you the technique. Well, that's right, but Coach is going to show you the technique. You want to the technique? Then you come see me. I give you the technique, and I give you the money, and you come back and tell me what happened in one pump. I'm giving you eight days' supply of money. When I added it all up, it's $48 billion worth of money. If you just want the money, the bag is $35. My man panic sells you the panic pack where you can smoke and you can go and say, oh, I got these visions. That's cool, but when you going to spend $35 on some money and put some on your grandma's books or put some on your granddaddy's books? Ancestormoney.info. All you got to do is shoot me an email, Coach Kyier. Everybody can call me, 336-587-1215. If you get a reading, if you get a reading, I'm throwing in a bag of money. Listen to what I'm telling you. You get a reading, I'm throwing in a bag of money. I'm already priced my joint down. I took $30 off, so I'm doing a reading for $100, and I'm going to give you a bag of money. It's that easy. Get in contact with me. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. And for Sister Myra, if you want to donate to Sister Myra, her son passed two days ago. She wants to bury him in Omaha, Nebraska. She does not have the money. The address is a PO box on my Facebook page. If you do not have Facebook and you want to email me so I can give you the address, you can just text me on my phone or you can send me an email, Coach K- Khayr at Gmail, and I'll send you her PO box, she does not have a PayPal account, but people have been sending me money through PayPal, and i take it out and put it in a post money order. I prefer that you send the cash straight to her because PayPal takes a piece of your money. So if you send me 100, she's only going to get 95. So make a post of money order out to Myra Moss, M-Y-R-A-M-O-S-S. Or just get a card. Just get a card and put $5 in there. Just get a card and put $10 in there. Just get a card and put $20 in there. Put $100 in there. Nobody's going to steal your money. Hey, Coach Kier, you know the secret to PayPal. If you don't want them to take your money, just send it as a gift. Have them send it to you as a gift.
0: Okay, well, there it is.
1: Send it as a gift. Just that easy. Send it as a gift. Like I said, get in contact with me, but I don't even want the money through PayPal. Okay. Send the money
2: through make. Email me to the Whoa, hold on. Somebody's phone.
1: Sound like a cramped camera. You doing something to the phone? No, no. Oh. Let's go to these calls real quick, family. All right? Hello? Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, call up for the six seven eight five five nine. Peace. Welcome to another Ledge Radio. Uh peace to the brothers. Islam. 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 I wanted to ask the Mooney que- I mean the Mooney brothers a uh, quick question. Are you guys doing options and stocks? Uh I've also developed a program teaching folks about trading options and I wanna know if that's something that you guys are doing currently also. Yes we are. Yes, we are. Okay. I'd like to talk to you, so I'm going to shoot an email to you over the weekend. And Success at Yahoo.com. Would love to talk to you, my brother. Okay. And for the, uh, for the red and blue, uh, for your audience, I'm going to hopefully come back in a few weeks, and I'm going to offer them uh, at least 15 days in a month free where they can learn to trade options. And uh, from there, uh, they should be able to empower themselves. So I'll follow up with you, brothers, also. All right? Hey, raise Please email me. All right. Slum. What's your name, brother? Uh, brother Arlington. Okay. I look forward to hearing from you. Appreciate the All right. call. Peace. No doubt. Peace. All right. We have a caller from the 424-227. Peace.
5: Uh everyone. Um I want to uh first of all start off thanking your guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, Mooney Tw- the Mooney Twins and um Coach Pierre. Yeah, this is uh this is Red Pill and Blue Pills mother. Um, yeah, so uh yeah, I um I enjoyed I enjoyed the information and um I related to a lot of it about about 30 years ago, I guess it was in 1980, 81. Some, I, I know the math is close. If if it's not accurate, it's close. Um, I had the opportunity of an elder because I'm, I um I am into uh, I understand that principle of honoring ancestors. I do that, but I also do something else, and that is I I honor thy mother and thy father too. Uh, that that thy days belong on the land. Um, I have a mom still here, but I have a father that has transitioned. But I have elders that I regard as my godparents in the community, and they are still alive. And I, I honor these these individuals, especially the ones that are in their late 80s, and they are very close to being centurions. Um, these people uh, are still here on this earth, Uh, because of a certain wisdom and knowledge and an understanding or an overstanding that an elder told me that I should use that word in English instead of understanding when I was 12 years old and now I'm 57. So an an overstanding. And um, the reason why I want to emphasize that uh, we need to honor these elders as much as the ancestors that have, passed on to the other side. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I had I had elders when I was 12 years old. I had one in particular. He's, he's, he's transitioned. His name was Mr. Rogers, and he was in Harlem. And Mr. Rogers told me about so many of the brothers and sisters, like um, uh, this brother name, um, I think his name was um, something cook. He used to stand on the soapbox on 125th Street along with Malcolm, because Malcolm wasn't the only one that did that. There they they were men who stood on the soapbox on 125th Street to to to, kept, to break the spell that our people were under in the 30s and the 40s and the 50s and the 60s, right, you know, way before Malcolm. And um, he told me a lot of these individuals died in these um, brownstone kitchenette apartments broke penniless. So I um wanna remind us that um we still have we still have these elders in the community that are, you know, eighty and ninety years old and we should be honoring them. We should be like not so much putting money on an altar for those people, but making sure that their laundry, they have clean laundry, they have food, they have clean water. Some of them may need assistance bathing because some of them are still in their own homes. Not all of them are, say, in a situation like our elder teacher about African history, wow. like Dr. Ben, in a in a living, you know, like um, – like in, like a uh a rest home, an old folks home. Not all of them are like that. So, um again, um I heard the story, I'm gonna take it to this. I heard the story of the of Solomon, King Solomon, um and a and a and a per, the person who told me the story about him almost like verbatim uh from the Bible was uh Sabi in nineteen eighty. And I think the reason why he told me that story was because Savy related to that story as himself, as a man. And he wanted to let me know that he was of that prototype, that energy. He had that vision to create a space, uh, a living space for Black people where, you know, there was abundance of food and clean water, and there would be peace and prosperity amongst everybody living in this village, and that it wouldn't be in America, it's going to have to be someplace out of America, so he decided to do it in Honduras, and so he used to draw me little pictures and show me these huts he was going to build, and, you know, how he was going to buy the land, and the land was going to be like, uh, it's going to, it was going to have flowing thermal water that was just bubbling out of the earth on it. So I was like, oh, man, that's really cool. And he says, you know, know, Solomon, he had all these wives, and he had concubines, and he had wealth and power and courage. And, you know, I really relate to him, you know, because I had a grandfather that was like Solomon. And my grandfather in 1902 took 6,000, he had $6,000. In 1902, because he used to he used to build ships and he used to he used to he used to like take cargo from from island to island and like banana bananas because you know they had banana plantations in Honduras and he said he took that he took that six thousand dollars and he bought property in this island called Rotan, which is off of Honduras. And then when he died, he he willed that land off to his 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 uh, his heirs, of which now Dr. Sabe owns that island. So I'm saying all this to say this: when I met him, he had a wife, and it was just him, and it was this dream about the village, and it was this dream and this vision about an institute of healing, and how we could like. Create our own commerce and do business amongst one another. That we had to like sort of return back to a time and a culture, leg- legacy and a tradition when we were in control. We were the navigators of our of our future and 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 we lived well. Now we had a we had a point in history where some stuff happened that had to do with some other people and also had to do with us because we have to take responsibility for what happened for what maybe went wrong or was temporarily a little bit off balance but that we could get it back it was nothing stopping us from getting it back you see so he says look i'm this guy i'm an african i know i'm an african i'm proud i never went to school but you know i got i'm I got, i'm brilliant i can do anything i set out to do you see and i want to do this thing and um, and it just so happened I had a similar kind of vision, but I was just, like, looking for that man in America, but I couldn't find him in America. But I met him in St. Croix where I met Sabie. And so when I met him and he said all of this stuff and he said, I want to do this and do that, I said, wow, I want to do this thing with this guy because I know he's real. This is not rhetoric and talk. He's going to do what he says he's going to do. So I set out to help him in the way that I could help him. So then we went to Honduras. We took a group of people from America. He showed, he bought this piece of land. It was like in the jungle. And this was like in 1980-something. Well, about two weeks ago, on April 10th, he sent for me. He, he, gave me a, he, per, he purchased a ticket for me, an all-paid expense ticket. I went to Honduras. So we're talking almost 20-something years later, and there was the village all built, everything he told me he was going to build, all that illustration I saw on the paper, there it was in reality, the hot, the thermal pool, the thermal bath houses, the thermal water running through the village, about 12 soursop trees, a mango tree that was the 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 width of, I would say, three tenement, three brownstone buildings, and as high as maybe, say, a 12-story apartment building, okay? And uh, uh, papaya trees, there were fruits on that land that I never even saw before that looked like where they maybe have grafted the variety of apples that are out there, but that is the whatever the original, that's the fruit that is now apples. I know it because I can see with my own eyes. So I say all of this to say this that it was, uh, it was, it was Sabie, his first wife. Then it was me, and then it was another, and, and then I became a wife, and it was another wife because he let us. He let me know he was like his grandfather, he was like Solomon, and he had many wives, and he was going to do all these great things that never had been done before, and I knew he meant it, and I was there to help him. And like I said, fast forward 20-something years later, there I am in the village, it's all built, there they they were, they were, they were about 17 huts, about, about 12 of them were full with sisters and brothers that were there from America for various reasons. Of healing, and I said, you know, I went. He built this glass house that he lives. He has a glass house. It's a it's a one hundred percent glass house. It's two stories. So that's that's where he was the next morning because we got there at night. I went up and saw him in the morning. And I'm telling you, when I saw him, I said, man, I always knew that you were going to do everything that you ever said you was going to do. I, I said, I'm all I'm in love with you again. I said, you. I mean, you know, you're just so. Fabulous, and you know, I I say all of us to say this. Everything that the Mooney twins were saying, and the and Coach Kier and what Philip was saying, you know, about our people and what we are and where we are and what we're doing and what we're not doing, we can do anything. Because I did it. I did it with a with a man and a woman, and then another woman, and we all did it. But we did it with the sisters and the we did it with the support. Let me tell you, we did that with the support, we, we did that project, we did that project in Honduras with the support of the brothers and sisters of New York City, Chicago, Detroit, LA, Washington DC, because that's where all our satellite herbal centers were starting in 1982, 83. So, what I'm gonna also say is, I know that, uh, as Philip said earlier, Sunday is this day that, in collective consciousness around the world, people recognize it as a Mother's Day, and people come together and they honor their mother, you know, because you know of what mothers are, what they do. So I'm I'm saying to everybody, yeah, this Mother's Day, we love our mothers we love we love them, we love our grandmothers let's let's show them that we love them let's give them something let's give them something that will help them help themselves and not only help themselves but help their help their children, help their grandchildren, help their friends, their family, their community, and even their enemies and what I'm talking about is this. Uh, send them, when you give them a gift, give them, give them a gift that's relevant to what's happening with us right now. And what's happening with most women on this planet right now is most women on this planet right now are not in optimum health. They are, the majority of them are anemic. And what I'm saying when I say that is they are lacking iron in their blood so that 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 puts them in a vulnerable position for many ailments to afflict them so as philip was saying well i want you guys you know i want you guys to to get on board and i want you to like get on you know the this 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 web platform and i want you to be about like like putting your projects forward like yeah that's I understand that, but a lot of time people are not doing things because they are stagnant, they don't move, they don't have the energy because their inner body is that way. If you are oxygen deprived and you are mineral and iron deficient, you're not going to have get-up-and-go vitality. And you want to know why white people have get-up-and-go vitality? Because let me tell you what white people do. White people, when they have children, are taking children on vacation all over the world. They're swimming in the ocean. They're skiing. They're learning how to swim. They do gymnastics, and they jog, and they eat the and they eat the diet that's consistent with what their DNA is. And I know what I'm talking about because I'm out here in California. And I went to Palm Desert, where there is an Indian reservation that now has been turned into a national preserve. So you have to pay to go up on Indian trails. So you walk up a, a, a slope, you walk up a mountain for one hour, and you get to this waterfall. And lo and behold, when we get to the waterfall, guess who's in the waterfall because there's a natural pool? White people. father, the wife, the daughter, the son. The son brought a friend. They're all there, and it's about three or four white families, and they're all bathing in the pool. The father is swimming under the the, the waterfall, and they're warning him. The ranger said, don't go that far. Don't go that far. You may get swept under, and he's the big, big alpha white male. He goes and he does it anyway. This is what they do They prepare their children With real life experience To make them strong With life vitality And they let them know That you can go anywhere And do anything No ranger is going to tell Your alpha male father That he can't go under the waterfall I'm going to do it Because I'm brave I'm a warrior I I like adrenaline rush Okay And I'm a white man (laughs) So that's why white people can get on the Internet and make billions of dollars because they are healthy people. And they get raised to be told that this earth is yours, the cosmos is yours, everything is yours because I'm telling it to you and I'm a warmonger, and I'm a robber baron, and I'll kill anybody. I'll kill your mother to prove my point and keep my wealth and give it to you if I so desire. Ain't that ain't that what Warren Buffett says? Mm-hmm. The one of the wealthiest men in the world. I know you Mooney twins know who he is with all of that uh, trading and stock stuff y'all guys are talking about.
2: Yes.
5: Yeah. He he's so wealthy, he said, I'm giving my wealth away. I'ma give it to Bill Gates and his wife so they could do what they wanna do with it. And my That's children, right. I ain't leaving them nothing. My children ain't getting nothing. My children are going to get the benefit of me sending them to college and learning formula and technique and learning what I'm doing, and they better do what I'm doing so that they can get the wealth that I got. He he drives a simple old car. He lives at an old mother's house. He's been married to the same woman for 35 years. He he wears clothes off the rack. mm. So all I'm saying is this: get healthy, get healthy, brothers and sisters. Uh, get up out of Harlem and go somewhere that's consistent with who you are genetically. You've been whipped for about six months in in the winter weather when that's not your climate. That's right. So now you got to go somewhere to really get warmed up, eat some real food, get that stress, that tightness and tenseness and anxiety off of you from that damn Arctic cold for the last six months. And I'm going to tell you how I know that that's not your climate. Because when it was 23 damn degrees in New York City with a wind chill factor of minus eight, white people was in Central Park jogging and they had on shorts. And you had on a coat. You had on uh, Long johns, boots, The sniffles And he's jogging And I know what I'm And I know what I'm talking about Because I'm born and raised in New York City In Metropolitan Hospital So I have seen that Year after year after year Because I'm a native New Yorker (laughs) So you're not White people, you are different than white people. White people are the polar bears. You are the gorilla. Mm. You're tropical. You're supposed to be eating tropical food. You're supposed to be in a tropical environment. But no, you're living like a gorilla. You're living like a polar bear. You're in the polar bear frying, eating polar bear food. And you're suffering. And your children are suffering. And your man is suffering. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna end it like this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. There's an epidemic of herpes going on in the community. I mean it is like rampant. People talking about oh people are dying of AIDS and black women are the leading uh females on the earth that are infected with HIV. That's a goddamn lie. No. The number one thing that's infected effect infect, infecting women of all color is damn herpes virus. And the majority of the clients that I'm getting, and a couple of other women are getting is that these sisters are doing everything they got they deal with males, they deal with females they're dealing with everybody sexually because the society says it's okay okay, and sexually transmitted diseases is on the rise too. And the number one thing that's killing everybody, that are killing people and putting them in their grave faster than anything else is heart disease. The heart is stopping. The heart that chakra do is closed. The number one disease that's killing people in the United States, and I believe it's worldwide. You guys can Google it and see if I'm actually absolutely accurate about It's heart disease. Yep. The heart chakra is clogged up, is closed up. Because of the way people are living. And fat is what a coroner is pulling out of, cutting out of people, because I had a brother I met in Atlanta, he's a coroner, and he told me that heart disease is what's killing people, and the thing that the, the thing that they cut out of the body when they do the autopsy is not like 100 pounds of waste in the colon, in the small intestine. It's about 50 to 60 to 100 pounds of fat. Okay, so like, I'm just going to say this, Uh, if you care about black women, you care about your mother, your aunt, your sister, your cousin, then this Sunday, give them something real. Give them some iron food. And I think about three weeks, four weeks ago, when I was on you guys' program, I I'm an herbalist. That's what I do. That's what I learned from Dr. Sabi and my aunt 30 years ago, and I still do that. I was offering a special on the iron. Normally, my iron is $50 a bottle. I said, you can buy the iron for $23. It's not prepared. It's the loose herb. You buy it for $23. You can, you can prepare anywhere from a pint to a quart with it. That's like an unbelievable savings. And... You prepare it yourself. Because ultimately what has to happen with us again as a people is that we should not be walking around with just like maybe four or five expert herbalists on the the earth. That's not how it was before. Before, everybody had somebody in the family that knew the wisdom and the knowledge of herbs. Mm Mm-hmm. Somebody had an aunt, an uncle, somebody in the house that knew it, and out of the love, the love and compassion of your grandmother or your mother, when they saw that you were temporarily sick, they knew what to go get to fix you. So it's not like what I have to do, Amon, say we have to do, we got to go get the herbs from the wild, we got to have them brought to America, we got to pay that person to do that, then we got to prepare, we got to, you know, do the whole processing thing, we got to prepare it, put it in a bottle, you know, put a label on it, you know, make a fancy website, we got to put the right words on it, the right colors, the right images, and then we got to charge you guys because all of that costs money. But everybody needs to learn how to be their own herbalist. They need to learn how to cook the food of your ancestors that were foods that were preventative foods that caused you not to get acid, uh, you know, like imbalanced. Because that's the key too. People are eating all this crap, and they are so acidic, and people are rotting and, and eroding on the inside to the point where there's so many people I could be talking to, and I would think that I'm talking to somebody who uh, the, the breath is equivalent to if you if you if you have had a couple of bowel movements in a commode and you didn't flush the toilet for a week, and then you you up the lid, you would get that stench. I, I know people that had that smell coming out of their mouth. So mm. what is that? What is that inside that's rottening to the point where it smells like a commode full of feces that don't have no water in it and nobody flushed it for about a week? Now, everybody may know what that smells like. Mm-mm-mm. Okay so I I'm going to end my program with that um you can go to my website uh which is greenleaf-herbs.com uh you can email me at greenleafherbs uh at gmail or you can um call me at 424 227 2059 and I want to thank I want to thank the number of brothers and sisters uh, four weeks ago when I offered the special, that ordered the special, received it, and, um, you know, have emailed me, texted me, some really nice comments about, you know, liking the formula and, you know, appreciating that opportunity and special that I'm, um, that I offered. And I just, you know, you know, um, like, yeah go get that money like those uh mooney twins and that coach uh k said and um uh i'm a Taurus uh so this 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 new moon and Taurus is very special for me my birthday was april twenty third so I'm like right in the vibe the cosmic connection of this day and what's happening so like i said uh thank you for that information um, the mooney twins thank you coach Kyer. thanks Philip. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for listening, audience. Everybody enjoy that woman, mother, or that womb, man, mother appreciation day on Sunday. And I want to do a special shout-out to my youngest son, Kamani Tate, because last year this time he came to my house on Mother's Day, and he took me to a church that he had been Teaching six months a health class in, and they just wanted to meet this guy's mom because they just said, "Oh my God, you're so brilliant! How do you know all of this stuff? You're so young. You, you should have been a. You, you sound like you're a doctor." And he said, "Well, my mom taught me all of this, and my dad, my stepdad, Doctor Saby, he taught me all of this, and we live this thing that I'm teaching you. My mom." She fed us like this, you know, and she knows all about the herbs. She gave us herbs, blah, blah, blah. So he took me to this church to meet this congregation, and they asked me to speak from the pulpit last Mother's Day. And it was the most, one of the most touching experiences I ever had. I mean, I actually, my heart chakra was so wide open, I actually cried for the first time in a church in my life. So I just want to say, Thank you, Kamani. Um, you know, I was in Honduras. I just got back on the, the 26th of April, so I'm still kind of transitioning from that trip. Uh, but um, Mooney Twins, Coach Kaya, if you guys' moms are still alive and your grandmoms, I wish them all the happiest uh, day of celebration. And um, enjoy your mom, enjoy your grandma, your aunts, all of them, because, you know, they. I'm sure all of them are mothers and uh yeah until next time uh, i just want to say ashe uh amen amen and um just uh get that money to get to get healthy so when you get that money you don't have to give that money back to the white man because you got to get an operation to stay alive okay peace
1: See, that's what I that's where I get it from. I get it from my mama. Huh? No doubt. So that's where it come from. Mom radical. I said, love it. If you ain't poop, you ain't nothing but a Rudy poo. Yeah.
5: Ma. Yes. Hold on. Is she out here in LA? Yeah. <laughs> How's that? Is that is that my grandson Amir? No,
0: mm-hmm. oh, this is Dwayne.
5: Oh, I thought I heard a child in the background.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah, Let's I, see
5: them. I, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey Amir. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you, Amir. I've been out here talking about you when I hear people. Saying stuff that don't make no nice sense. I'd be saying, I said, my grandson says, he says, when he is, the, when he is, to the, when he is stuff that don't make sense, he says, what the hell? <laughs> uh uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you, Amir. I, Grandma, uh, Umi loves you, Amir, and I'll be seeing you soon. Okay? Uh-huh. Okay, you give your mommy a big kiss until I said, Happy Mother's Day. Okay. All right, babe. <laughs> okay. Good night, sweetie. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: These callers, yeah. we got a few more callers. Okay. Um, and thank you for that. Uh, I look forward to the show that we'll be doing with you. Oh, yeah We yeah. talked. Oh, yeah. Um,
5: yeah. We, talk- yeah, we had talked about. Um, Nick, perhaps next week, one day um, on your program schedule, to have um, uh, about eight of the of the individuals that were at the Healing Village when I was there, for yeah. all of us to get on and share our individual stories with the family about that experience that 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 returns. To the I mother, return home. Like activate the DNA experience that everybody had. I, I think, it'll be, so oh. awesome. yes, I think it'll be so awesome.
1: Yes, you already I think it'll be
5: so awesome. Yes,
1: it'll be it'll be mind altering. I can't wait. Oh my
5: gosh! Oh, what are you telling gather, me? Gather, it was not. Oh gather my the god! <laughs> so, so that will happen. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure which day, but we'll be talking about it between now and Tuesday and Friday of next week and, 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 and stand, uh, you know, just be assured, family, that you're going to hear some stories, I'm telling you, you'll be ready to get on that plane and go down there to Honduras, to that village, to have your own rebirth. Trust mm-hmm. me. Trust me. Okay?
1: No doubt. All
5: right. Okay. All right. All
1: right. All right. Okay. Health right. and wealth. You got to love yourself. Oh yes. Got to love yourself. I'm gonna go. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna see if I open this line before. Call it from the two one two four seven zero. Did we open up your line already? Please call it from the two
5: one two. Um, I wasn't actually trying to be on the radio tonight. Oh,
1: okay. Well, greetings. Okay. And thank you for calling. All right.
5: Greetings. Thank you for the show.
1: Thank you. All right. Peace. Okay, we have a caller from the 757-342. Peace. Are we on speaker? Are we on
2: there?
1: Okay. All right, we have a caller from the 860-680. Peace. Welcome to No Ledge. How you doing, Quinn? How are you doing, Quinn? Hey, how you doing? I'm, right. I'm great. It's the mother of twins, really the mother. Yes, yes. Well,
5: how you doing, Miss um,
1: Miss um, Mother um, Twins. I'm... Uh, yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah. Hi. How are you?
1: Yes.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, one question: Is the Moody Brothers still there?
0: Yes. 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 Yes.
1: Well, well, my short question is in regards to um, to what I've. I guess follow is with the athletes, them that after they retire and they make so much of this money that they accumulate for their careers. Mm -hmm. And now Mm -hmm. I'm hearing that a good number are going broke. The first question I ask, what happened to them in regards to their income? I mean, I heard rumors what they did, but, I mean, they they accumulate so much money and they go broke in less than five years.
2: So I'm saying, what what
1: is the story here? Well, well, that's easy. When you make a lot of money at a young age and you don't have financial IQ, yeah. you end up buying a lot of things, a lot of yeah. things. Because when you're young, you think the money's yeah. going to last forever. Now, if you're only mm-hmm. making ten million for five years, that's fifty million. Mm-hmm. Taxes are taking out, your management is taking out, your agent is taking out. You're spending mm-hmm. money like crazy. You're not turning mm-hmm. the money over, and you may do some things that you are losing money in. So mm-hmm. when it turns around, when that same money is not coming in, you end up broke in mm-hmm. two to three years because now you're taking yeah. loans from banks, you're getting those yeah. loans, Houses are going mm-hmm. in the foreclosure, you can't pay the loan oh, okay. back, you end up going bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Alan mm-hmm. Iverson, a perfect example. Thank God in about 10 years he has $30 million coming to him from a shoe company. Yeah, heard about that. Okay, so all he got to do is live that long. <laughs> but it seems you know I, what I'm I saying, but I'm not sure if that's possible. I mean, the way how he's going right now, I mean, I mean, it's possible he, he might live that long, but yeah. who knows? Say his age, because you know the way how things are. I mean, if if he's already financially that problem, I mean, what he's going to do for the next? He's like 20, 37, 38 now. Yeah. So that means wait like fifteen more years. I think maybe almost Actually, eighteen. My fault. Eighteen yeah. years. Well, my thing so, is, my thing yeah. is, the only way to turn it around. Is mm-hmm. is if you can look if Mac Tyson can turn his life around, I think mm-hmm. anybody can.
5: Oh yeah.
1: Iverson can yeah. turn his life around tomorrow. He's he's worth more than he thinks he is.
5: But when mm-hmm. you drink that
1: alcohol and you're on drugs he he doesn't see clearly.
2: hmm yeah. That's
1: true. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he's probably depressed. So he mm-hmm. he can't see nothing but pain and emotion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 goddamn Allen Iverson.
2: This yeah. is
1: with Allen Iverson belonging to a congregation or a, a, a fellowship of millions. Louis-